down the hill oh no you can't stop us we're heading towards that small village and everyone's gonna die rolling it up like katamari rolling 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 oh yeah katamari yeah that's another video game yeah katamari damasi uh wheel of katamari just got a remaster and i got that too and it's one of the best games ever made yeah um I love those I've, games. We were talking about games before we started recording, so games are on the brain. Yeah, and it's like every game that you mention, I'm like, I haven't played that game, but I've watched Game Grumps play <laughs> it, including yeah. Katamari. <laughs> yeah, Katamari, uh, the f- Katamari and We Love Katamari specifically, um, they're like some of my favorite games. and They were made by this dude who, he didn't make any of the games after that, so I don't really care about those. But, oh. Um, I mean, well, they're all the same, though. Right? Uh, not really. <laughs> you just they, roll they, things up in a ball. Oh, you would think, right? <laughs> no. I mean, the, the games afterwards are, like, fine, but, like, Wheel of Katamari is, like, a big meta-narrative game about companies forcing you to make sequels, and f- and it's just, like, a, a game-making... It's about It's capitalism. a game-making fun of fan service and sequels, and it's, like, really clever and... Oh, interesting. It's just, it's really cool. And then after that, and then he was like, don't make me make another one. They left, and then they kept making Katamari games without him, and they were just, like, games that just reused, like, old levels and weren't as creative, in my opinion. Mm. But the first two are just, like, crazy and weird and, like, hilarious. That's and, funny. I um, guess I never paid much attention to, like, what was yeah, actually it's like, going on I mean, on video game-wise, game. like, gameplay-wise, it's like, you know, they're all basically the same, but just, like, the they, actual, like, context and, like, humor and... Uh, all that stuff behind it is what makes it I know really that the, the King of the Cosmos guy, he's a funny, yeah, interesting super, dude. Like, they're just really but, funny games. They're, like, lighthearted and stupid and crazy. Yeah. They're just, they're, like, satisfying. It's, like, satis- oddly satisfying, quote-unquote, <laughs> the video game. R slash oddly satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. They're awesome, though. I love those. They make, they made for good Game Grumps episodes because they, that was... That was just kind of like when they would just kind of lay back and just yeah. talk about stuff. Yeah, they're perfect for just like chilling out, not really like thinking too hard, and just yeah, it's having a it's nice literally time. yeah, just like a kind they of have a like brain ridiculous dead kind of game. music. Like the soundtracks oh, are yeah. so good. It's, yeah, I it's like why did they make music like this for a game <laughs> like this? Like full on jazz compositions, a lot of like vocal. They didn't themes. have to go so hard, but they did. They really did. <laughs> they, they put their whole Katamari mossy into it <laughs> um but yeah it's yeah they're awesome uh yeah. if we ever did another uh video video if we ever did another podcast where <laughs> we re- kind of like what we did with movies recently if we reevaluated our favorite games of all time i don't know if i had a katamari game in my last one but we know we love katamari would like absolutely be in my top 10 Really? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I had no idea. A hundred percent. I didn't even know you played those games. Yeah, I, I've had the PS2 copies for a long time, um, and I've always loved them. And then I got the remasters, because uh, they remastered both games, and I got them on Switch recently and replayed them. And I was like, I just think <laughs> these are, like, genius. These like, I love them. But, yeah, we, lo- we love Katamari, I like, more. 
So like that would absolutely you be, love, be in my top. We love Kenworthy. Probably, yeah. 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 There'd probably be a lot of similar ones like Shadow Colossus, Metroid Prime, Metal Gear Solid right. two, or two or three. I don't I can't really decide, but Death Stranding would be in there. Uh, we love Katamari. Uh, Kingdom Hearts uh, 1, uh, Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles, Outer Wilds. There. You just had my updated list. I don't oh, know no. how many that was. That, we can end the episode now. This was actually our top five video games. Yeah. I'm not going to revisit that list until Bloodborne. I visit, visit, until I finish Bloodborne. Yeah, Bloodborne would probably still be in mine. I don't know if Well, I had it in mind, but I like looking back, it's like, I don't know why because I never finished it. So why is it in my top five? I think I once like you, I think once you get the feeling of something, even if you haven't beaten it. Like I remember when I was like halfway through Death Stranding, I was like, I think this is one of the best things I've ever played, <laughs> and and that stayed true until I beat it. So I, was like, I think you can kind of. I think with games, it's a little different because yeah, you spend so many hours with it where it's like a movie. It's like you can't watch ten minutes of a movie and know, but a game, right. it's like you spend like hours with it, even if you haven't beaten it yet. So you. Plus, can, I had seen a lot. You can kind of tell. Yeah, early. and I had seen a lot of uh, gameplay of it. Yeah. So, but still, I feel like I need to. You should. You still should it play myself. it though. Yeah. Like definitely, you need and to beat it. You guys are probably wondering. Yeah, I'm still playing Bloodborne. I haven't finished it yet because my life is busy. Uh, so, so last time I helped you, you did beat. I've did, gotten farther. Yeah, I be, still have a long a ways to recently. go. I did. Yeah, yeah. but still got a long, long way to go. True. It's a Phil Collins. Reference. Yeah. Sorry. And now, uh, yeah, you're in the the Witch Village right now. I think. Yep. And yeah, I'm still. I'm working on that. Killing all the witches. You're doing you know, good. So, um, but we decided it had been too long since we'd done an episode. Yeah, and uh, beating we wanted... a video game will take a long time, especially. I mean, it's only like a thirty-hour game, but when you're old like us and work full time, that takes like <laughs> over a month to accomplish. So, yeah, it's like especially when like I come at home, come home from work, and I'm like, I don't really want to do anything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, like I, I, it took me like. I beat Tears of the Kingdom, and that's just, I got like hyper obsessed with it and played it a bunch. But probably took me it took me a little over a month and a half to like beat the story. Yeah, and then I'm playing Final Fantasy 16 right now, and I'm I feel like I've I've been playing it for a week now, but I feel like I've only put like five hours and six hours <laughs> into it probably. Yeah, maybe a little more, not that much though. But it's like I'll play it for like an hour and a half or two hours and then i'll just be done like right i just can't really sit down and play something for six hours straight like i used to back in ye old days yeah so i'm like it's probably gonna take me a month to beat a game that's like 20 hours long probably so we're old now yeah we have to adult unfortunately yeah but but uh, we still got time to podcast yeah and watch movies and talk about those movies and uh so we tried to we wanted to talk about these movies. You've already seen the title. Yeah. It seemed like the the world didn't want us to record today. Um, yeah. We tried to... I tried to get my computer on, and uh, it's not turning on. So, don't know what's up with that. I'd like to get that fixed, because I kind of use it for everything. It's kind of important. Computers yeah. and stuff. We'll see. So, I decided to... Whip out my old laptop, which I, like, never use. But this is what we used to use for Podwood Forecast back in the day. Yeah, so it's not like it'll sound different or anything. It shouldn't, but hopefully, like, 
because I never use it and it's old. So yeah. hopefully it doesn't just like quit on us. Right. But we'll see. We'll see. Do you remember that there has been those episodes where I think it was the first time we attempted the uh, we did the our favorite films uh, episodes. And then there was like the part two where it's like, hey, we we've like tried to do this like three times. Yeah, because like. I think the first time I accidentally deleted stuff, and then the second time while we were recording, the computer just exploded. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, or no, it was the audio interface that exploded. Yeah, that that's it. That's it. I and so, that. hopefully, that's not one of these situations. It'd be but really funny. No, that wouldn't be. Uh, I have I'd too laugh. many things in my life that are just like not working. <laughs> True. I have my car and. Break down on car me. and computer, and now the world is on fire currently. Yeah, <laughs> as we're speaking. Horrific air quality warning. Yeah, because Canada my, my, is on my fire. My weather app literally is like health warning. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> oh, don't go outside. Like, I, I remember I walked outside of work today, and I, like, I, I saw, I looked out the window, and it looked foggy. Like, I thought it was raining or something. <laughs> yeah, I stepped outside, and it, sm- it smelled like a distant campfire. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the heck? Canada. Yeah. And I'd like heard about that, but I was like, I didn't realize it would be so like intense down here. Yeah. And this is definitely going to date the episode, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's like for like where you guys are at right now, but Mm. for us in Illinois, we're getting some of that smoke over here all the way from Canada. So it's gnarly. Prayers going out to all you Canadians. I don't know how, how many. Canadian listeners we have. Probably at least like a half of one. Yeah. One half Canadian (laughs) is out there listening. Half a Canadian. I might be half Canadian. I don't even know. It's horrible. I hope you guys are all well out there. But yeah, today's been an adventure for sure. Oh, yeah. Also, my throat is hurting. Yeah. (laughs) We're just falling apart over here. Yeah. (laughs) But (laughs) this is, we, we do this for you guys. Yeah, it's so hard. We're bleeding. We're We're bleeding and dying and crying, talking about movies and video games. We're committed. So, yeah. Have you been watching anything interesting lately? Um, what's what's the world other than what we're going to talk about today? Yeah. Uh, well, I saw um Asteroid City. That I still need to see by Mr. Anderson. I, uh, I went Anderson. and saw, um, oh yeah, I don't know, I, I think I forgot to text you about it, but I was, uh, me and Abby what? were up visiting her friend, uh, her friend Maria, and we hung out up in Chicago for the day, and her friends wanted to go to a place called The Music Box, which I had kind of heard of, it's like a movie theater up in Chicago, and they do a mm-hmm. bunch of like film screenings, like actual film, like 35mm, okay. which I had never done before. Cool. And uh, we went and saw Rushmore, a Wes Anderson movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw that you logged that on Letterboxd. Yeah, so we went and saw that. They played it on 35mm, and it's just this really old movie theater, and you get like that. It was like the crowd. It was like a full theater. Oh, wow. And it's like, watch. So it's like really film grainy, and it just looked really good. And because everyone there is like probably super good geeky in the right, movies yeah. and stuff like just everyone laughing in unison to like Wes like the humor of Rushmore and like really getting it it was like right because part of me is like I usually hate noisy theaters but that was like it was such a fun experience yeah everyone like understanding the humor not being disruptive yeah as long as they're moments. respectful yeah it, it totally added to the experience and there's like a reverb echo to it because it's like a very old 
like old timey old school like theater room. Right. Um yeah, it was That's cool. in, uh, before they play it. There's like an old guy like on this organ playing like old time music <laughs> oh, before really? it starts. Yeah, it was so, so it was so, so cool. cool. Like I'm yeah. like, dude, I need to take you to like the music box. Sometime. Dude, yeah, where it is was, it at? Uh, it's up in Chicago. Oh, I don't okay. know what part, but it, it was super cool. <laughs> I was like, man, we need to <laughs> that do sounds that. Sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah, um, I'm, I'm it, down anytime. It was great, and it made and that was it, your it first time. Want to watch more uh, Wes Anderson movies? So. Was that your first time seeing Rushmore? Yeah, because yeah. I haven't seen it either. It was really good. It's you can tell it's one of his older ones because right. the style isn't as intense, but it's still right. there, obviously. But it was uh, uh, Jason Schwartzman, like awesome. He's that awesome was his in birthday it. recently. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was amazing in it. Bill Murray was awesome in it. Uh, it was really good. It yeah. was super funny. Like See, uh, sometimes a little like weird, but well disturbing. That's, but you know, that's or, what you get. Yeah, maybe not disturbing is maybe not the word, but like. Yeah, it was just a very like. It's one of those movies where it's like the character, main character is kind of a, kind of Jerk. a douchebag. <laughs> he's just interesting. Yeah, I like it though. It was not what okay. I expected at all. Cool. But, yeah, yeah, I've seen like mostly all of Wes Anderson's films except for his like first two ones. I haven't seen Rushmore and I haven't seen Bottle Rocket. Bottle Rocket's so. good too. I like Bottle um, Rocket. Um, I need to. It's not one of my favorites or anything, but it's good. Uh, yeah. Rushmore, I really like. It was great. Yeah, um, but yeah, I need to see Asteroid City. I, Asteroid been, City was. I've been good. hearing like um, better things about it compared to the French Dispatch. It's been mixed. Uh, I feel like yeah, um, pretty mixed. But which interests me more because people are like, it just gets like weird. Like, yeah, it's, like, it goes out of left field out of nowhere, and I'm like, that sounds cool. yeah, it kind of does. I kind of like the idea. I like that sounds cool. Yeah, because I was worried it was just gonna be like super cut and like super just straightforward. Like, all right, it's another Wes Anderson movie with no yeah. twists to it. But I keep hearing interesting things that got me kind of excited to see it again. So yeah, you should see it, and then yeah. we'll talk about it. You also should see uh, Bo is Afraid. Yeah, I need to. I think that would be an interesting. I'll probably wait to get that like on digital, and I'll try to like watch. It's it on, on streaming right now, I believe. I think you have to pay for it, but uh, oh yeah, true, like rent it or something. Yeah, I'll find a way. Yeah, I also uh, watched a movie called Wendy and Lucy. Oh yeah, um, that was for uh, Sardana Cast and. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an interesting movie. It's basically, yeah. uh, I said this in my review on Letterboxd, but it's Into the Wild Meets Pig. Yeah. yeah. I've wanted to watch stuff from that director. I know she did First Cow recently, which I know some Yeah, this was liked. my first time like watching anything from her. So. Yeah, I heard, Kel- she's, I heard she's really Reich- good. Reichert? Reichert, I think. Reichart? Reichart, I something think. Something like that? I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah, it's something like that. But uh, it was a decent movie. So yeah. um, we started in our last episode. Uh, a new thing where uh, people can uh, like put, put, put in questions uh, for us to answer, and um, we don't have any right now. <laughs> We're but, uh, so late. I'm just taking this opportunity to remind everyone that on the Podwood Forecast Facebook community, after every episode, I'm going to pin a post for you guys to comment and leave your questions. Anything that you'd like us to answer at all, and we'll, like, answer it at usually, like, I think this t- part of the episode, mm-hmm. you know, like, more near the beginning. So, um, so yeah, you know, just, you know, anything interesting that you might have, or maybe it's not that interesting, um, just whatever. Just try. Ask, <laughs> ask me anything. Just AMA. try. AMA, baby. <laughs> yeah, AMA. You know um, what else I want to see? Uh, you, you're the one who brought it up to me first, but now I have like friends and people who have been saying that they like love it. Uh, is Blackberry? 
Oh, I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it really bad. I want to as well. Um, I, I I know people that like are saying it's probably like one of their favorites of the year. I wanted to see it in theaters and I missed it. Yeah, but I, it's probably available yeah, for I've, purchase online somewhere. I thought it looked good based off the trailer, but now it's like it's getting like better reception than I even expected. Like I'm I'm like really yeah, excited to watch it now. Yeah, I haven't so heard someone of... one of my friends specifically was like, "You would love this specifically." Yeah, and I was like, "You're like this is such a movie <laughs> for you," and I was like, "Really? Okay." <laughs> Glenn Howerton's apparently like incredible in it, so it's like yeah. yeah. I I always had a lot of faith in Glenn Howerton. Yeah, I mean you can he's hilarious in Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but yeah. you can also see that he has some acting prowess in it. So right. I was really excited to learn that he was in this movie, like doing a serious role, even though I've heard that this movie definitely has comedic elements in it because it's a, uh, who's the director? Is it Matt Johnson? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he's like a pretty comedic dude. I still haven't seen anything by him, but I know that he, he did, did like Nirvana, Nirvana, the band, the, band the show. Yeah. Um, um, he did like the dirties and, uh, which was like kind of like a sleeper hit movie operation avalanche. Um, but yeah, Nirvana, the band, the show, I think was kind of his main thing. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I'm pretty excited to watch it because I remember I was like, oh, it's like a movie about black. Okay, <laughs> but I, I, I think the point is that it's like funny that mm-hmm. they would make a movie about like the black. Like, who cares? But yeah. that's like that's kind of the point. Uh, I feel like biop biopics, biopics. Yeah. I never know how to say it. Uh, movies biop uh, are kind of. I think a lot. Some directors are realizing it's so tropey to do that, and they're trying to like. There's they're a lot. Kinda, there's like a weird wave of like ironic ones, almost. Yeah, you know? if it's kind of like like if a big if a movie is a big blockbuster, if it's not uh, Star Wars or Marvel or DC, it's like a biopic. Yeah, you know, you got like your Elvis movies and such. Uh-huh. But um, like the uh, the Weird Al one was just straight up like a parody of yeah. those kinds of movies. Like obviously, even though that is a particular kind of biopic where it's about a like a musician and a yeah. star, um, there is like this weird new trend of like uh, you know true life biopics, whatever about like the person who invented this or yeah, the, they're the, like about companies and such. Yeah. There was like um, one about the flaming hot cheetah recently, which was apparently yeah. based on a complete lie. It's like the movie really? is like not like, yeah, the, I guess the person, like the story of that documentary or movie or whatever it was, is like just completely like not true, which is really uh, wow. funny to me. I don't okay. know if they did that on purpose. I mean, not. it looks silly in the trailers, honestly, yeah. It's like just this one guy that just like discovered I, yeah. flaming hot Cheetos. I just read. I just read. Uh, I just read like some like article or something about. It. It's like yeah, like the story that this movie portrays like is completely false. Like, wow. Like just completely fabricated. <laughs> and I don't know if that was intentional or if they just totally well, see, got like, it wrong I never and thought that like, flaming... I don't know anything about it. So I'm just super confused by its existence. I don't know if I'll watch it. We'll have but... to do some research. Yeah. But just, I never thought that flaming hot Cheetos was like just some random accident from some guy like no. it's not that original of an idea. No, so. not at all. They, they totally just were like, "Let's make a hot Cheeto," and then they yeah. it. like it wasn't some accident. But I think it's like, I, I guess someone made up that story and they made a movie based off it. And <laughs> I, I don't know if they did it and just thought it would be funny to make a fake like movie about that, or if they legit thought that story was real, made a movie off of it, and were like, "Oops, I don't know, it's weird." Oops, I, I guess don't know anything about it. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of just. That's uh, funny. Observing vaguely, but I, it could be like just a big prank or something. 
just a prank, bro. Well, now uh, it was recently announced. And there was a trailer that came out. They're making a a movie about the whole Radio Shack GameStop. No, not Radio Shack. GameStop. The stock uh, Robin thing. Hood thing. Yeah, yeah, with Paul Dano. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, what? Okay. Which I part mean, of me is like, that's dumb, but it's Paul Dano's. It just makes me want to watch I it. I mean, like, Paul funny. Dano is like the perfect casting for like your average Redditor guy. Yeah, totally. So I can see that. And then uh, uh, Nick Offerman's in it. And I think. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, why am I blanking on his name? Joel. Uh, people say I look like him. I have no idea. He has the laugh. The. <laughs> Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. Joel? I don't, I don't know where I got Joel from. Oh my. And I don't even know why I blanked was, out on Seth Rogen in really the first bad. place. It's been a long day. That was horrible. I have Canadian fumes in my brain. That's okay. <laughs> True. <laughs> but yeah, that's going to be a thing now. And uh, the only other biopic I'd I'd be like excited for if it ever does. It will probably never happen because no one wants to fund the dude. But um, uh, Richard Kelly was uh, apparently slated to direct a movie about the guy who like created the Twilight Zone or something. Uh, oh yeah, Rod Serling. Yeah. yeah, he was supposed to make a movie about Rod Sterling or something. Serling. Serling. Sterling. Serling. Sorry, I have Lindsay no idea. Sterling. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Yeah, um, Serling, but he there was like I think talks you mentioned that on the show that. before. Yeah, and um, I would I, totally I, watch that. I Rod love, Serling is an interesting guy. Yeah, and I think Richard Kelly making a movie about that is like such a perfect fit. Like, oh man, that'd be awesome. But it's probably not going to happen because no one wants to give him money because oh, of Southland so, Tales. Okay. And then he made the box, which is also incredible, but no one saw it because the trailers looked weird and it was like yeah. a. It was He's just gotta be like, like hey, Donnie Darko. Yeah, that's the only movie I ever did. Please <laughs> give me money. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, it's crazy. I feel like it would be so cool. That uh, would be. It probably won't happen. I don't, I don't know much about Rod Serling's life, but just like based off of his writings, yeah, because like a lot of the episodes that he wrote for Twilight Zone were very personal for him. Yeah, he was very like anti-communist and such, and very outspoken about that. And I feel like he would just, like, the whole Twilight Zone, the weirdness of that, he would play that into it. He would play into that stylistically as well. Hmm. I just feel like... Do, like, a sort of, like... Well, I guess Ed Wood's not really like that. Ed Wood's kind of, like, pretty straight up. Face yeah, like, I just but... feel like he, he would play into the Twilight Zone aspect of that and incorporate that stylistically somehow. I don't know. Because well, Richard Kelly, all of, his movie, all of his movies are just go, like, kind of crazy and weird mm-hmm. uh, i don't think he would like overdo it or anything but i just feel like uh he could incorporate a really specific tone that would be fitting for someone who's heavily associated with something like the twilight zone and right kind of like playing into that a little bit um not making it like a total fantasy movie but you know right having that quirk to it you know yeah i just hope they don't over. I hope they don't overdo it because, like, oh, they won't because it, ten- it won't get made anyways. Oh, so. well, <laughs> like it's just, if it were to it's more just like rumors and talk, and they're pretty old rumors too. So yeah. I, I highly doubt it'll ever happen. Well, maybe someone will make it. Some I, I have a feeling just it, some movie about Rod Serling will happen, but it's not going to be. I just feel like it's going to be some random director. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, <laughs> I just doubt it. I just no studio wants to fund Richard Kelly. 
Yeah. Maybe he could get a Netflix exclusive or something. It's, it's <laughs> his fault. No, it's not. <laughs> it's the general public's fault. I, Actually, I still it's, can't a, it's say distributor's anything. fault for marketing South and Tales and uh, the box like normal blockbuster AAA movies that oh. everyone should go see. <laughs> and playing. <laughs> well, if it's got on. Dwayne the Rock Johnson in it, then <laughs> yeah, it's obvious. Obviously, going to be like you know, like Jumanji or whatever. Oh, not at all. <laughs> No, he. I think that movie is the reason The Rock like refuses to do anything weird ever again. Oh because, yeah, because he sure. was like, he was not a good boy in that movie. <laughs> yeah, well, no one was. He still did Tooth Fairy, so exactly. that was kind of weird. That was his own fault. Yeah, Tooth Fairy was his real downfall. Yeah. Anyways, was there anything else? I guess we didn't really plan on like chatting about this for a while before yeah. we. Got to the main topic, but right. it just happened. Um, trying to think if there's anything else coming out. Yeah, we don't have questions oh, or updates uh, or anything. So Barbie if... and Oppenheimer are coming oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I'm actually really curious about Barbie. I think they're both going to be good. I think I'm going to like probably end up liking Oppenheimer more, but I think Barbie's going to be super fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like legit, I don't know, it just looks good. I mean, I know like it's like the meme, like everyone is like excited for it, but it looks fun. It looks interesting. There's, There's like, like the... a weird amount of production value, right? Like yeah, they're building like a whole. They built a whole. It's just weird. It's like why are they and putting it so much effort into it? And it kind of makes you wonder, like, how involved. I don't know who owns Barbie. Mattel. Mattel. It makes you wonder how involved they were and how much they really care. I'm sure they just kind of told Greta Gerwig to do whatever, but like I'm sure they had to keep to some guidelines. But I, it doesn't like, it doesn't come a it's like a Lego movie thing where it's like, oh they're making a Barbie movie is this gonna be a commercial? But this doesn't f- seem like it's just gonna be an ad. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like in the That's trailer, there's like it. that that like innuendo in the trailer. Yeah, it's PG thirteen, so it's like yeah. So I, so it's I like found it's that not interesting. made for kids, which is it's weird. Yeah. Um, it's just weird that it exists. Yeah, don't take your kids to see it. Yeah, honestly. Even I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> I, I won't be surprised if it becomes some contentious point of controversy where it's like, sure. we took my four-year-old girl who <laughs> she just loves Barbie, and we went to take her to see Barbie, and my little Annabelle it's was PG thirteen. I thought that was weird, was but we went ahead and saw it anyway. Sexual contents, even <laughs> though I took her to a PG thirteen movie that tells you what's going to be in the movie. I mean, Asteroid City was PG-13, but it's still, uh, there was like a, there's kind of a nude scene in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, PG-13 can get away with a little bit of nudity. It was like a little bit. It was like through a shower thing, but you could definitely. Yeah. Total Recall, the remake, um, was PG-13 and just had like full on frontal nudity for a second. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah. Like in uh, in The Graduate, uh, I think that's technically... PG or whatever, but there's like one frame of nudity. Yeah, in there. it's like oh, is that back right. when PG was like? Yeah, they they were when like very, the Temple of Doom was ratings. PG, and you have yeah, people, yeah, like and that movie should not be PG. <laughs> it's insane <laughs> that it was PG. Yeah, but that PG thirteen wasn't really a thing then. Yeah, think, it, so. it things have definitely changed. I mean, like in uh, ET, it's PG, but you have them like saying all sorts of little naughty words, little profanities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Little profanities. Yeah. That should be a, a movie. Well, it's back when you could just say, like, 
parental guidance and you assumed people were smart enough to have parents be guidant <laughs> be guiding guidant <laughs> to guide their children if, uh, away from it if need be but now people are dumb and just <laughs> don't know what acronyms stand for anymore <laughs> they just think pg means like pretty five good five years old <laughs> yeah pretty good <laughs> yeah that's pretty what... good for 13 year olds <laughs> pg Pretty good, 13 times. I mean, it's like I went to a movie theater. I, I think it was at the Music Box, actually. Um, they had a list of every rating, and mm-hmm. next to each one, they had like a G, good for everyone, PG. <laughs> uh, good for most ages, PG-13. Uh, maybe research before taking it. Like, they had to like, right, explain yeah. it. So that's like, I know most people aren't that dumb, but it's like, come on. R is like, for so many really good. Like you should bring your kids to see it. Like a bunch of like moms and like people getting angry over Guardians of the Galaxy three for like having an f bomb in it. Oh gosh! When it's like, it's it's like you gotta research this. You can't just <laughs> see it. Like yeah, it's a Marvel movie, but you can't just assume that every Marvel movie is gonna be for like five years. Yeah, ones. right. You gotta look. Which I don't think they are kids' movies anyway, because all of them have like a general amount of language and violence yeah. and stuff. You gotta look at the plugged in online reviews. Yeah. That I mean, IMDb like, literally has like a thing, like a a guide telling you like every reason why a movie is rated what it is. Oh, okay. So if it's like rated PG thirteen, it'll say like there is a scene of nudity, there is one f bomb in it, there is this. Like it'll tell you everything. Yeah, that's what it's um, like a para- It's like parental guide. Like, yeah, pl- plugged in online. And that yeah. was that was from uh, Focus on the Family, yeah. and uh, they would give you details like. Uh, here's a section on sexuality, like what sexual things are in there. Like, um, this person has uh, this suggestive dress on. Yeah. Like it would even be like that detailed about it. Like, it's and not, it's not this person job says, to know "Oh my god." Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not so. the parents' job to know what media their kids are consuming. Exactly. <laughs> it's not the parents' job to be a parent. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. Speaking, Speaking of, of Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy, of the Galaxy it's time three. for a break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Guardians of the break. Yeah, Guardians of the break. We'll be, we'll be back with a short break, a short message from our sponsors, and uh, we'll be back and we're going to talk about superhero movies because we're such big geeks. Would <laughs> you stop? <laughs> I'm going to find a new co-host. Good luck. <laughs> Be racist. I am a building.
Hey guys, Clifford here. Mitchell isn't here currently, so I'm joined by AI Mitchell, and we wanted to tell you a little story. Isn't that right, AI Mitchell? That's totally right, my best friend Clifford. When we started this podcast a few years ago, one of the coolest things was being able to read the reviews that our listeners left us. It was so encouraging and exciting to see the feedback. Yeah, it was a super cool time. However, I learned that when you go to Apple Podcasts to look at your reviews, it only shows you reviews from people in your own region. So, like, the only reviews that would show up were people that lived in the U.S. Wow, that's crazy and kind of silly. That's when I learned about my podcast reviews. They allow you to read reviews from people from anywhere in the world. When I signed us up, I saw reviews from people I had never seen before from different parts of the world. It was so cool to see that people from different countries were enjoying our podcast. Hello, everyone from Germany. And so... Years later, we have now partnered with My Podcast Reviews and are spreading the word. If you have a podcast, sign up now with our affiliate link in the episode description and sign up for their seven-day free trial. You'll never miss another review again. Your listeners will love hearing their names and reviews shared in your podcast, and it's so easy for you. Just add your podcast, or all of them, and they do all the rest. No more checking all 175 Apple Podcast regions and other apps. No more screenshots. They send the reviews to you in text you can easily copy and with shareable links for every review. Again, go to our affiliate link in the episode description and sign up for my podcast reviews today. Anything else to say, AI Mitchell? I think that you are to say happy for me and the whole family. Okay, it looks like AI Mitchell is getting a little confused. Gonna have to put him to bed. Good night at Nick at Night. <laughs> and by the way, the women are always saving the men around here. You might want to think about changing the name to X Women. I'm a creep. That's the best radio hit. Oh wait, that's it's a that's reference. In the movie, yeah. <laughs> uh, Probably the best use of that song. In yeah, a movie that I've ever seen. So I know honestly. we're diving into it immediately. But yeah, let's just roll. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. That movie started. All right, uh, spoilers. Just off the bat, um, <laughs> uh, we liked it. Everyone, uh, spoilers. <laughs> everyone's seen it, so spoilers. Yeah, we are a little late to the game, but yeah. you know, it's still in theaters. I mean, so. it's the opening I'm going to talk about first, but but yeah, we're going to talk about all of it probably. But yeah, um, but yeah, the I have a huge like issue with creep being used in movies 
because because you're a gatekeeper. It, it was. <laughs> it's just such a trope. It's like, and I'm not saying it for this movie because I actually liked it in this movie. But yeah. when um, I think I had like heard like creep was used in it or something, I was just like, okay, like I rolled my eyes. I was like, creep. <laughs> it's just such a stereotypical trope to like use that in a movie. Like, oh, the weird character. Guy. I don't know if I've ever heard creep used in a movie, honestly. I mean, it's been a long time since the movies like used it, but like it was such a trope, like 2010s. So it's like, oh, there's a scene at, in a school where a kid gets bullied and then he walks on the bus and creep starts playing. Get it? He's such a <laughs> weirdo. He's a creep. It's just like, in, what the heck is he doing here? It was just very like overdone. You know, it's a very obvious right. choice for like a certain kind of scene. But in this movie, they use the acoustic version, which I don't think I'd even really heard. Yeah, me neither. And it, we're bad Radiohead fans. It would have annoyed me if it was the normal version, but the acoustic version I just like worked way better. Yeah, I, I was like, I was cool with it. I was like, okay, they're using a version I've never really heard get used in a movie. I wonder what that's um, from. It was like, just like a. I looked it up on Spotify, and it was just like its own single. I think. Oh, interesting. Like just some random thing from back in the day, but. Hmm. But I like it too because it's uh, when the title drop. It's the title drop happens and he's like singing the high note and he's like su- yeah. he's like way off pitch. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, he like, it's like a super flat it's rock and roll. Yeah, man. but it's like cool, you know. Yeah. I, I thought that was really neat that they used that version because it's not, <laughs> you it's played not that perfect. note off key and it was cool. Yeah, um, but no, yeah, I'll, I wonder how Radiohead feels about it. I, I mean, mean they, I mean, Tommy York hates that song now. Well, so. yeah, that's the thing is that's why but, I wonder I mean, how they feel about it. I mean, Especially he probably likes that version, version more. I'm sure. But yeah, I just think like he thinks the writing <clears throat> is like cringy on it, but or they it just was so popular. But I mean, they still play for fans because no fans like it, so it's not like right. they refuse to play it. But he just doesn't really like it. And they wrote a song about how much they hate it. <laughs> yeah, an Iron Lung. I think it's so funny. But yeah, you can um, listen to our Radiohead episode right now. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, this uh, <laughs> this this movies. It's like I mean, I like all the Guardians movies. Um, I think one is great, but it's still it's the most MCU feeling of them all. But it's still really good. It just sure. has a, it just has a super weak villain, but it's still like awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's it was it was a great setup for. All these characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The thing is, though, is like at the time, like Guardians of the Galaxy. It was super refreshing at the time. I still think think it's it's good. It changed like the whole course, I feel like, of the MCU. Yeah. Because like before that, the Marvel movies didn't really, you know, they didn't really balance comedy that well yeah with drama and like the weird and bizarre and, and i it feel was like, trying to be more visually interesting too yeah i mean i guess you had like iron man he was always like the, kind of the comedic relief yeah. but um but after guardians i feel like the mcu all of a sudden became a lot more comfortable with like you know having more comedy in yeah. their scripts and like being okay with the weird and wacky and such. Yeah, getting a little more colorful visually because a, a lot of Phase 1 Marvel is like that Xbox 360 Call of Duty gray look, you know, just like yeah. blah, very like just kind of bland looking, yeah. like very normal, plain looking, I should say, not bland because like yeah. it's not like the movies looked <laughs> bad, but that one was kind of like where it started to lean more into the visually creative, especially with like more alien races and like space 
Star Wars-y stuff and then talking raccoons. Yeah. It's like getting like weird and, and making you care about weird stuff like that, mm-hmm. which was kind of a staple of Marvel early on where it's like, no one cares about Iron Man. And mm-hmm. then they made Iron Man and everyone loved him. And then guardians, like no one, no one knew what guardians of the galaxy was. That was like another. I, and I feel like that's something Marvel is kind of bad at now is like taking obscure characters and making them like loved. Like, they, I don't think they really know how to do that like oh, yeah. they used to. We could, but we could talk about the state of the MCU. Yeah. Um, it's horrible. But, later, but... But Guardians <clears throat> 1 was, like, another really good example of, like, no one's heard of these characters before, but it just looks like a good movie, and it ended up being awesome. And now it's, like, Guardians are pretty popular. They had a whole, like, AAA video game recently. Um, oh, yeah. It's, like, yeah, they, like, became, like, really popular and um, yeah. it was really successful and then I, I liked volume two a lot more I, I feel like a lot of people didn't I feel like some people I liked remember it a little less. the first time I watched it I was like this is not good and then yeah, I, I watched it again and I'm like I, I love like it. this a lot more for I some I think reason. it's great it was my favorite MCU movie probably for a while and maybe three it's kind of tied with three probably I might like yeah. three more but I just I just thought it was awesome I, I liked that uh, an MCU movie was just like had a it had like a theme that wasn't just a a weaker version of like with great power comes great responsibility <laughs> or like or uh oh revenge is bad or there's like a fly over here and it's fucking me uh, he just loves um, you yeah but um that one was like this theme of like parenthood and it's like <clears throat> right from the beginning of volume two it's like with Groot, it's like, yeah, the dancing Groot thing is kind of, like, dorky, but it's, like, all the characters oh, are, like, yeah. having their little, like, oh, their father, mother, like, parenting moment with him. And yeah, they always the have stuff the best, his like, dad. opening credit sequences. Yeah, but that movie was just very thematically strong, and then obviously the stuff with, like, Peter's dad, and it ties back to his mom, and then um, just, like, there's, like, family is just, like, this core theme of it, and then, like, the whole arc with Yondu about being his real father. It's just, yeah. it was just, like, a very, for an MC, it's not, like, the most deep, crazy mind bending thing ever. But just for a movie like that, I remember being really impressed with, um, how much it stuck to a really strong theme and, Mm -hmm. um, use that like throughout all of the characters in the movie. And, um, it was just like cool. And Jeff Bridges was like a really fun villain and it got a little like too wacky. Bridges, Jeff Bridges. Why did I say Bridges? It's, uh, Kurt Russell. Yeah, why did I say Jeff Bridges? <laughs> what the heck? They're they're two old men with beards. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> that was weird. I think I saw something with him. Jeff recently. Bridges was a bad guy in the first Iron Man. Yeah, I think that's why I thought that. I think. <laughs> yeah, Kurt Russell. Wow. But yeah, Kurt Russell. He was like awesome. Yeah. Uh, I mean, w- wasn't comic accurate at all. Apparently, I don't know anything about really? that character, oh, but I, I didn't care. I mean, because fits... I thought it worked really well for that movie. Right. You know? Yeah. Because like Peter is like this. He's, like, super into, like, rock and roll and such. And, yeah. like, Kurt Russell's just, like, the perfect image of what, I guess, he would want his dad to look like, yeah. I guess. And, so. and then you have um, Nebula kind of showing up again, and there's the whole drama with her and her sister and, like, the continued theme of family and parenthood with, like, their whole deal with Thanos and stuff. family. Um, but, yeah, I just, I liked Volume 2 a lot. And when Volume 3 got announced, I... I wasn't really worried for it or anything because James Gunn was still writing and directing it, but mm-hmm. it, it was like in the midst of just not caring about MCU like at all anymore. Like I thought Ant-Man three was horrible. Um, well, yeah. And I haven't seen it, but Thor love and thunder was a huge letdown for a lot of people. I, um, 
I think it's legitimately the worst MCU movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like really don't like Love and Thunder. I didn't. At all. E- I didn't even waste my time. With yeah, it I thought it was like I nobody was, likes it, which I was sad because I like Ra- I like Ragnarok a lot. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's Love like Thunder, one of the better it was ones. Just really bad and like borderline yeah. insensitive. But it's okay. It's um, it's all the CGI artists' fault. Yeah, that's why it's bad. <laughs> definitely not. The that's writer. what Taika Waititi said. <laughs> yeah. He blamed everything on his CGI animators. If only it looked better, the writing would have just been good. <laughs> but yeah, and the Guardians were like in that movie for like a minute. It was like whatever. Yeah, that, that was another. That was a big letdown because I was excited for it because I was expecting a a Thor and Guardians team up. Yeah, that's kind of how they built it well, up. I'm glad to they. Be. I'm glad they weren't in it because then the Guardians would have been like a really horrible movie. So yeah. at, at the end of the day, I guess I'm glad they weren't really involved in the story that much. But James Gunn was like, get my characters out of there. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, volume three, uh, I thought the trailer looked great. And um, it's the most James Gunn feeling of the three for sure. Like yeah. you can each movie, you can see his style evolving a lot, um, especially like compared to Suicide Squad recently. Like visually, it kind of has mm. a very similar <laughs> style. Um but I, I really liked Volume 3. I was really, really surprised uh, yeah. how emotional it was. And so, I mean, to an extent, sometimes it's like it's an easy, it's kind, like, it's kind well, of an easy like jab, animals. like with animal abuse yeah. stuff. It's really easy to get you. Like, I'm not going to say though. it's super smart and nuanced. Like, it basically beats you over the head until you are sad. But it <laughs> it's works. Like, it's still, I thought it was, like, well-written and stuff. And it made Rocket a really awesome character. And um, Yeah, we finally got some backstory and, with Rocket. And I really liked, um, I don't know why, but, like, yeah, Rocket and, um, like, I thought Nebula was like a really cool character in it, which I never really cared about her before, but I was like, she was kind of awesome. They've done a lot more with her than I really. She ended up being like one of my favorites in the movie. I don't know why, but um, there's the whole thing with Endgame too, where it's like you really like with her and Rocket basically being the only Guardians left, so they were together for like five years without everyone else during Endgame. So it's like that's why they're like a lot closer friends in this one and right it's like i hate i kind of hate that they have to write around all the stuff that happened in endgame because i would like a trilogy that can be completely within itself itself. but i think they used it really well and i think how they wrote gamora and her character arc in the end i i I like that they didn't really take the easy way and just made her Mm. get back with peter and she gets her memories obvious. back. Whoa! Like yeah. no, they do something really interesting with her, and uh, I I feel like Nebula had a not as good or anything, but I, I think she's like the Zuko of those movies. Oh yeah, totally. Like which I think is super cool. I just I love character arcs like that where it's like she her and up. Zuko could totally date. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but um, I ship it. <laughs> yeah, but no, it's it's really good. It's, it has a decently compelling villain with like. Yeah. An interesting uh, cause and like it gets weirdly violent and kind of grotesque at times. Yeah. Uh, I, um, I love it when they Mar- Marvel has had some, some bad villains, but has I also had some really great villains. Yeah. They've, and they've, I think they've had this a guy, I can't remember his name, but he kind of like is like there with Thanos when they make a, a villain that has an understandable uh, agenda. Yeah. You know, he wants to make a perfect world where there's no problems, there's no imperfections or anything. It's like, 
Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. But he's like... Obviously a psycho. Right, you know? yeah, exactly. So he's still a villain, and it's like, no, you, what you you're doing is messed like, up. Yeah, but it's like you get what he's doing. It's it's not just like, when I was young, uh, my my father was killed, and now I <laughs> want to just, just kill all life in the universe. He was... just has like a... It's like a crazy person with a god complex and the ability to actually create worlds and stuff, and that's yeah really interesting. And like, he actually does things that cause huge consequences like he that whole world like earth like earth whatever they called it yeah um uh the animal people that yeah animal people world that's basically just earth yeah (laughs) and you and you go there and you see it and they go in someone's house and you see pictures of like kids and families and they establish it's like a completely civilized world. It's basically a copy of Earth and it just mm-hmm. everyone dies on it. Yeah. He blows the it's whole like, thing yeah, up. It's not good enough. Like all those kids, <laughs> like it's pretty crazy. It's like, wow, yeah. they really like just actually blew up a whole world full of people and <laughs> didn't reverse it somehow in the end by having. No, they were just like, yeah, no, he. He raised this entire planet and then just destroyed it all, and it, it's kind of cool, like that they have him actually be that threatening and yeah, do something like that. Because a lot of, a lot of villains, easy. like they imply that they can do crazy things, but you don't really see it a lot. In this one, it's like yeah. oh, he's like evil. Your friend wants to advantage. I learned my lessons. I aimed some small part of my mental capacity back in my own direction, and now gravity itself serves my whims. You must find Counter-Earth familiar. Counter-Earth? I visited your planet many years ago. Earth hasn't been my planet in a long time. Your people had wonderful spirit. Mm. The art and music and literature were some of the finest in the universe. Earth would be a fabulous place were it not for the ignorance and bigotry. Okay. It inspired me to create Counter-Earth. I don't care. All of the good and none of the bad. I don't need another speech by some impotent whack job whose mother didn't love him rationalizing why he needs to conquer the universe. I'm not trying to conquer the universe. I'm perfecting it. Yeah, yeah, because it would be one thing for him to, like, say all that he's like evil but like they actually show it yeah and it's like oh and then obviously the context of you man yeah (laughs) like they they make him evil on a grand scale and then they make him more evil on a personal scale because then you see all the stuff he did with rock and all the animal experimentation which yeah you know again i I get why people think it's overboard because it is like a beat you and it's not subtle in any way like it's very like we get what the point of the movie is you know that's about James like Gunn, animal man. testing it's like super obvious it's not subtle but it works yeah because i mean it's effective because that and it works because that's always been an implication of rocket's backstory in the previous movies too <laughs> like they'll kind of show like all the weird stuff on his back and there's always mm. an implot implication of him basically being tortured into what he is and him always being sensitive about being a raccoon or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. So I think that's why it works despite it being very on the nose because, um, it, this conflict with his past life doesn't just come out of nowhere. Like it's, you can always tell it was there right? and it was always implicated. So I think it's just really smart how they built upon that. And uh, I kind of like that it was very rocket focused. Um, but mm-hmm. everyone, 
generally gets a good amount of stuff to do, um, even if some elements are kind of wrapped up weirdly fast in the end. Yeah. That's like my only problem is the movie is it's just like, all right, everyone uh, quick, get their arcs and quick. Uh, they all have to yeah, disband. Especially for um, what's her name? The Mantis. Yeah. I yeah she just kind of leaves. Yeah. She's like, Oh, I feel like that I need to be somewhere else. Like, yeah. Oh, this wasn't really built up. Yeah. At all. The, a lot of the, the act of them like breaking up in the end, like the team disbanding. It was I, more of an I obligation. Like, yeah, I like that, but you can tell he was like, I need to make this happen so that they don't do a fourth one. Right. And if they do do a fourth one, it'll just be with this other team that's not all, mo- most of the original people. Because yeah, like that post credit scene with like Rocket and the new gang, it's like, I don't think they would make a movie with them and call it Guardians 4, but if they did, I would probably still watch it, honestly. Yeah, I would see it just to... I think Just like Sean Gunn is funny, and I like the Adam Warlock. I thought he yeah. was, I thought he was fun in the movie. I know people yeah. were probably salty that he wasn't like comic accurate, but I thought his role in the story was really. And kind of fun. See, and that's the thing is that cool. I'm not a comic book person. Yeah, I just don't so care. I don't care. I I thought it was I thought it was so funny. I don't. And I never care about comic accuracy because um, I mean the Raimi Spider Man movies are take a lot of liberties, and those are mm-hmm. my favorites. It's like I don't. I don't yeah. really care. I don't really care if I just want a good movie, you know. Yeah, and I just love uh, Will Poulter. I'm yeah. glad that he's doing more stuff. Yeah, um, but he, he was really he was really funny in it. Yeah, just him being like this this big beefy guy, and like kind of built up as. But he's he's like an he's an idiot. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's like, like literally he's like a newborn basically in a man's yeah. body. Like he's just doesn't know he's dumb. Yeah, it's kind of it's cool though, but he's still really powerful. Like the whole driving force of the movie is like they have to save Rocket, and it's because of him. So it's not mm-hmm. like he didn't have any critical role in like what happens. But right, and I yeah. like that the movie is mostly just like about them trying to save Rocket. Like you have that end, literal end of the world situation, but that's yeah. like kind of disconnected because it is kind of like a manufactured world in a yeah, way. Yeah, that's, that's so what it's I not like, like about it. It's not like real earth but the main issue of the story is them just trying to like save their friends and I yeah think that's i like cool. that it's very small scale mm. in a way it's not like saving the whole universe or anything yeah it's just the we gotta go save our friend you know i also uh i just i like playlist movies when they're done well um and mm-hmm. all of the guardians movies are uh playlist movies yeah um, where it's just like he's like here's my spotify playlist it's Let's like put gotten it in the to the point where it's like when you name a song people are like Oh yeah, they're from from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, it's like it, yeah, but okay, whatever. <laughs> and um, compared to something like Thor: Love and Thunder, which just has like a bunch of Guns and Roses songs play, like <laughs> only Guns and Roses, not just seventies or eighties. It's like Guns just Guns and Roses. It's like all of their songs <laughs> that would be on their top five, on uh, like most played on Spotify. It's like all the ones everyone knows. It's not integrated in an interesting way. They just did it because they thought it looked cool. But in the Guardians movies, it's like. It's integrated because Peter has his like tape from his mom, so it's like the music you're hearing in the movie is what the characters are actually listening to. Right. It has a personal connection to the characters. When you get more, you get get a sequel. So oh no, you can't have a hundred songs on one tape. So they they have a, a way for him to get more. He gets the right. he finds out he has a second tape in the second movie. And this one, it's because like they found like a zune. 
which I still think that's a really funny joke is he's like, oh, it's like an MP3 player. And you think it's going to be an iPod, like an Apple yeah. product placement, but it's a nope. Zune, Zune, which doesn't even get made anymore. So I'm like, we that's need- funny. And that's a clever way for them to have like 80s, 90s later music. Right. Uh, yeah. Like actually be there. Um, you know what? Um, we need the Zune version of the Blackberry movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that- I don't. I mean, I don't know the story behind that. That would be interesting. Anyways, but, but yeah, just I like that. It's like yeah, the characters are listening to this music. Sometimes they're singing along with it. It's just it's it's put in the movie in a really fun way, and it always like fits the tone and like mm-hmm. it never feels corny or forced to me. I'm like, it makes me think of um, like the feeling it, I get with certain playlist movies, like Beach Bomb, is like a prestige playlist movie to me because it's like yeah. i basically watch it just for the music half the time <laughs> i just like vibing out with the music and i think the guardians movies pull off that feeling where it's just really it's just fun to like but it's, like it, it like so much personality comes from the music in yeah and movies. it's integrated well into what's going on yeah like the whole um hallway fight scene that they yeah. have you know it's great oh there's there's a i was kind of surprised by my reaction to the movie. I was like, yeah. I, I think I love this. Yeah, I, was, I, I expected to think it was really good. Um, maybe not as good as two, but I was like, man, there's a lot of good sets. Yeah. Like, it it oh, didn't yeah. feel like they're always on a green screen. J- James Gunn went all out yeah. on the set design. Action I sequences lo- were creative the, and shot. It's filmed the well. flesh spaceship whatever yeah it's, it just, it's just creative it's so weird all the weird cost, costumes like actual costumes good makeup like with their different uh colors it, uh, it just felt like a movie you know yeah. like it sounds pretentious to put it that way but you know it, it felt just creative and interesting and like it didn't feel like lazy or just it didn't feel like what most of what Marvel has been spitting out since Endgame. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's been a few gems. Like, WandaVision had its moments for sure and kind of spattered out uh-huh. weekly. It wasn't really a great ending. Moon Knight I had liked, some I interesting I liked Doctor moments. Strange Multiverse of Madness. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. We're kind of like I, in the I minority. I didn't love it, but I like it. Yeah, we're like in the minority when it comes Which to liking that movie. Which is weird to me. Yeah. It's, like, it's because it wasn't The Flash. It didn't have... Uh, is it have it Iron dark. Man show up well, again or something? There's or... also I, I understand the criticisms about the uh, see I don't know if you ever watched WandaVision, but the character oh yeah that I get because they the, uh, it's confirmed like when they made that movie they WandaVision wasn't finished yet so they right, couldn't yeah. even like see how it ended yeah so that's that's one thing a lot of people complain about was that her character arc was like completely different but yeah whatever. and I, I didn't really I don't. Yeah, I didn't finish WandaVision, so I guess I didn't really like care as much. But I can definitely understand that because I know people really liked WandaVision. Yeah, I, so I, I, liked, can, I can see that being a little weird and frustrating. But I liked, that's like that's more like it. <laughs> the company's fault than like the people making the movies. Yeah, because they're like, well, you know, it's not finished, but just make it anyways. Yeah, and it's know? just like, and the MCU is at this point, and I don't. It's weird for me to talk about this because it's not like that. I'm the. You guys know us. We're not like the biggest like marvel nerds or anything we're yeah. more just kind of like casual fans i feel like yeah i, I try not but, to be like a hater on it because i'm like right. yeah, it's like being like marvel's anti-cinema and like they're all bad is like kind of annoying but, but no there, there's a lot of good and the, yeah in there's the a lot MCU. of good MCU movies it's just that like lately 
Uh, and I don't know if you ever saw the the video that Eddie Burback did recently with yeah his the brother. multiverse thing yeah yeah a I lot agree. Of, yeah it's it's true like it it just seems they just seem tired yeah and this Guardians three seems like it's like the perfect it was my end like game farewell part two. pretty much yeah it, it yeah it was like my it's the s- end of an era yeah it was my second end game because end game was like the ending for like the MCU in general. Yeah. Um, and this one was like, it's more contained to like the guardians movie specifically. Yeah, it's like, this is how the guardians end. Yeah. Right and it's here. like, it's how this last facet of the MCU that I really liked how that ends. And now that's done. So yeah. it, it kind of genuinely feels like maybe the last MCU movie I would ever like genuinely care about unless they really like just have a, like a creative breakthrough and start making really refreshing stuff again and totally just change it up. But yeah, no, I can't really think of anything that like nothing's interesting me. Like uh, they were trying to like help up that secret invasion show. And then there's like the Marvels and uh, it's like all this. It all looks bad. No news I'm hearing like excites me. I'm like, I just don't care. I would probably like, see like, I'd be curious to see where Spider-Man goes from here. That's the only thing I'm still curious about, but I'm, I'm nervous about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, No Way Home. It's not. It's not perfect, but it's a lot of fun. It did its job. It was. Uh, it didn't make me mad. Yeah. <laughs> with how it handled like Toby and like all that guy it was like, oh yeah, it was like really it was fun. Like yeah. I, I, I had a good time. And Andrew watching Garfield. It. They like made Andrew Garfield Spider Man like good. Yeah. <laughs> like well, he was kinda... like, he was always good as Spider Man. Since his movie sucked, and I liked that. Yeah. He, I liked that he got to be in something where people were like, oh yeah, he was actually like a good Spider Man. Yeah, know? and they kind of like brought some redemption to him. And they kind of like, I know. Sorry, we're talking about No Way Home all of yeah. a sudden, but like, they I like how they kind of addressed it in a way, and I think this is actually kind of related to Guardians Three. Yeah, where they like kind of hinted that Andrew Garfield Spider Man was like the lesser. Spider-Man, but they, yeah. they brought redemption to him yeah, in a totally. way. And cool. I think there's a lot of that also. We were talking earlier about how like like we wish how Guardians was kind of more contained mm-hmm. and like they still had to like address some things involved in Endgame. But there's like that one moment where it kind of seems like James Gunn is like passive aggressively like yeah. complaining about it in the script where, the only, where Peter the, just kind of yeah. like goes off like kind of giving a whole lot of uh, exposition. It's like, oh, like yeah, well this happened and it, this happened it's, and it's really crazy. It's like, it's like yeah, I don't know why that happened. Someone explain that to me, but yeah, anyways, he really, it did. So he just really put it like they condensed it all basically into like that one line. Yeah, and they tr- and they obviously have to address it a lot of the whole stuff with Gamora with her directly when it's relevant to her character, but they don't really mention any of the external stuff except for that one part. And it's right. basically to kind of make fun of the fact that they have to write around it. Yeah. And I know you're probably asking why would I trust her? Well, that's a good question. The answer is we used to be in love. Yeah. She was my girlfriend only. She doesn't remember it because it wasn't her because her dad threw her off a magic cliff and she died. And then I lost my temper and nearly destroyed half the universe. And she came back out of the past. There she is. Everyone else who died in the past stayed dead. Not her. Why? Was it the magic cliff? I don't know. That's some freaking Infinity Stone scientist. And some dumbass Earth dude who met a girl, fell in love. That girl died. And then came back a total dick. You left out some important information, but that is the gist of it. 
And, and the thing is that like, they, they totally do. Cause I, uh, I was worried like Gamora coming back was going to be annoying and they were just going to like, not stick with what happened in Endgame, And they're just going to like, Oh, she got a magic thing that gave her her memories back. And she's <laughs> the exact same person, but no, she doesn't end up with Peter. She goes yeah. off somewhere else and she's- Peter retires and goes back home and like sees his grand goes back to his family. And yeah. even though I think the ending felt a little rushed and weird, I do think like what the characters actually do is like, I think with Peter, sweet. it was perfect. You know? I really like, um, there's like a minor line, but it's like I like the whole thing about Drax. It's like you weren't meant to be a warrior. You were meant to be a dad. Yeah. And I thought that was really sweet because there's always a story of his family. And even in Guardians 2, like he's a very goofy kind of stupid character. But when he has stuff about his family, it is always genuinely very sweet. And I like yeah. that. That was the arc of his character is like you you're like such a father figure. That's what you're meant to do. Yeah. You know, and I, I like that. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Groot didn't really do much <laughs> he is Groot he was oh Groot. well there, he he said something that wasn't oh he I did yeah he did say I love you guys yeah I knew, like, I knew I knew that was gonna his do character some, I knew they were gonna do something like that <laughs> so I like that Rocket obviously he was the whole like point of the movie Mantis I mean she was fine um she yeah, I, the, I like her but she didn't really have like an in that interesting of an arc she just kind of like leaves which is fine because I had. think it's it's fitting because like she her whole life was basically being a slave to the guy in volume two. So this is her like I'm gonna go out on my own now. Like I've I just wish been, they fleshed that out. Better I agree. In the movie. I think the um, bullet point of it is cool, but she didn't really get a lot of screen time. Yeah, I I didn't mind all the other characters like wrap ups. Really, I thought that Peters was perfect. Peters was great. I like yeah. I like Drax and you know all of them. It was just Mantis that Hers I had is the weakest main issue for with, sure. but. And the only other issue that I also had with the movie, if we're talking about negatives, was just, like, the whole... I mean, it's only a nitpick, but, like, the whole climax with, like, you know, there's the whole, like, space space fight, you know? Yeah. And, like, it just kind of is a little bit much. It got, a, it got a little visually barfy for a bit. Yeah. That's really the only issue. But, and then, like, uh, Nebula is, like, the whole leader of nowhere, kind of. Like, she kind of heads all of that, and she becomes yeah. kind of responsible for all of it. And yeah, that's cool. I think that's really cool, because she spent her whole life, like, basically being tortured by her dad and being, like, compared to Gamora and just all that. And the fact she kind of gets to become a leader and make a... Ma- I just... I, I ended up just really liking Nebula. Yeah. I was like, dang, I li- really like Nebula as a character now. Which yeah. Which is weird, Same. you know? And... Yeah, and I, I just liked it. There was a lot of good moments, like when she figures out Rocket's alive and she starts crying. I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I'm feeling emotions from this movie. It's cool. Yeah. Also, the moment where you know they they got some you know Chris Pratt had some really good moments. He like, was good in it. Yeah. Like it, he's easy to make fun of because of some of the roles that he picks these days, but he's a good actor. And like yeah. the moment where like when he's, he's like almost, screaming. Yeah, when he's like almost about to lose Rocket, yeah. it's like. Dang man! Yeah, <laughs> like, he was really good. He's like acting really well for like a CGI character, you know. And then, and then Rocket goes to uh, the place that Harry went to in the Deathly Hallows yeah, yeah, Part I was Two. The same thing too. <laughs> it was like the exact same thing. I <laughs> they thought. like see the the fetus Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, who's that guy? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I was. He's kind of a weirdo. And like. Dog Days Are Over is, like, the most obvious choice for a Florence and the Machine song, but I, I loved that ending. I loved that. I kind of did, too. I, I, think I thought it was, it was like, okay, it's a really obvious choice for an early 2000s song, but I thought 
it was so nice. Like I, I loved that everyone it just ends with a dance party and like yeah, everyone's and like, like just happy and it's in nice. In any other movie that would be completely corny and cheesy. Yeah. But it it was really nice somehow in it, this movie. It works because one, it's like a new era of music. It's like a new mm-hmm. era for the girl. Like, oh, you have two thousands music now. There's that yeah. whole thing. It's a new era Sarah of music. McLaughlin. It's a new era for all of these characters, and music's always been really important to all of them. And they've like shown like them listening to music in nowhere before, and yeah. and the fact that you know they went through all of that and uh, and they just like blast that song and they all like sing it and dance. It just sounds like really nice. Yeah, it just worked really well, and They're I, I love like, how. Yeah. yeah, it just makes me think of um, that's it's great. I mean if music wasn't important to the movies and that happened out of nowhere, it would be really dumb. Right. Just yeah. be like, what? Why are they? Like, and it's usually kind of a trope. Like an illumination animated movie ending, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like every, every family animated movie has to end with a dance off. Yeah. Or whatever. But like, but I was it like, works. dang, I want to like listen to this song now. And now when like, I listen to that just, song, I kind of think is, of that scene. Yeah. And it's, it's actual like characters like celebrating. Yeah. You know? It was just cool. It's not and, like uh, a... And I like that the movie just Shakira ends concert. on it. Like, it just ends, like, right as the song ends, basically. Um, yeah. This is cool. And, um, <laughs> yeah, there's some problems, like, with the movie. Like, you know, um, it, it definitely delves into a little too much visual language with some of the action in the climax. Um, it mm. kind of has weird pacing, wrapping it up. You know, but I, I f- I'm really impressed with the structure of it and how every character kind of felt pretty important. Yeah, um, I didn't know if it was gonna feel like all about Peter again or whatever, but I think making it mostly about Rocket. Yeah, it's kind of a Rocket movie. Yeah, which I think is cool. But and, it is um, pretty balanced between Rocket and and Peter. I feel yeah. like yeah, uh, no one feels like super cast aside really. Maybe right. except for like. I don't really care about Groot's character arc, honestly. Well, I mean, Groot is Groot. Yeah, it's like, I don't need Groot to have a deep character arc, honestly. (laughs) And, like, Mantis maybe was the weakest, but I still think her dynamic, like, was really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, especially her and Drax working together. They're they're a great pair. So, But, um, yeah, just solid. I I was just impressed, and it, it makes me a little bummed that James Gunn won't do another Marvel movie, but I'm glad he got to finish his trilogy because he always yeah, wanted I mean, to do that. And um, He's got bigger fish to fry. And I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, his endeavors in DC go well because I, I would like to imagine that he... Because, I mean... They uh they just announced like all the new the new actor for like Superman and stuff and he's writing and directing the new Superman. Wait, they movie. announced the actor? Yeah. Who I, is it? I, I don't know. I've ne- I've never heard of him before. Oh okay. Um, I mean that's cool. I get a no name. Let me look. Um, at least it's not like. The, and they, they announced Chris the girl's playing Lois too, and I didn't know I haven't didn't recognize her from anything that she's been in either. But cool. But yeah, I can't remember. I'm it's something. That. Uh, he he kind of just looks like a younger Henry Cavill. Honestly, he cool. looks. Good for the role. For I guess sure. Henry 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 Cavill was kind of a no name before Man of Steel. That's but, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm like, still, I'm glad it's yeah. not like we're casting like Nicholas Holt, <laughs> I, you know, or whatever. But oh, I, I like that they're because he was in the running for it apparently. But oh, I'm glad that they're just he seems to be casting people that he really believes fit the role, and he's not just looking for a big name. Yeah, um, and he's I, really good at that too. Because like, yeah, before I, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt No, you, it's fine. Before Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt was just the guy from uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. And then, but James Gunn was like, 
you're going to be an action star now. Yeah, he has a good choice. <laughs> and like Chris Pratt's career has changed ever since then. Yeah. And then like James Gunn was somehow able to find uh well actually two like like WE wrestler guys yeah. and make them good actors, you know, yeah, like and, um, John Cena in The Suicide Squad and um Drax, what what's his name? Um why am I forgetting his name? He was in your favorite movie, Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, why am I forgetting his Dave Batista. Batista, yeah. Yeah, Dave, Dave Batista. Batista. And yeah, Dave Batista is like he's he, I mean, he was in Blade Runner as well, and he's That's he's had true. a pretty good career since, and uh, he he's really good. He's amazing in Knock at the Cabin. He's really good as Drax. Um, yeah. yeah, he's an awesome actor. And, and I would never have thought it, that John Cena could be a good actor. And but. I I find it kind of funny that the f- actual familiar faces that you would recognize based like off them like their faces mm-hmm. are the ones playing CGI characters. Yeah, Brad, Bradley Cooper and uh, yeah, shout Vin out Diesel. To Bradley Cooper. Yeah, yeah, he's Bradley Cooper as Rocket. Rocket's awesome. You know. Yeah. But Vin Diesel is Vin Diesel. Is I don't think I've ever seen Bradley Cooper at like an event in person for any of these movies. Why yeah. do I feel like I've never seen him? Like I'm like I don't know. I mean, I've never like really looked at like like the I, red I, I never see him at press pictures. events. I'm like maybe they don't want people to know it's Bradley Cooper. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's like kind of like I don't really think of Bradley Cooper when I think when I like hear his performance though. I mean, it is kind of just his voice, but I'm not. It's not like oh, that's it's, obviously Bradley it's his Cooper voice, but a little bit more gruff and <laughs> yeah. more of kind of a kind of like an accent or whatever. It's not like, like distractingly a, like a New recognizable to me. <laughs> a New Jersey space, oh, space New Jersey, space New Jersey. Um, but yeah, James Gunn. I think after this, I think his absence is really going to be felt. Yeah. I mean, it's already kind of being felt, but I'm kind of surprised they even let him still just make the movie he wanted. Well, Uh, I mean, like it was a good idea because like it's their, I mean, they kind of let Sam Raimi be a little creative with Dr. Strange. Well, James Gunn was able to prove himself. Yeah. He's like, I think it was back in the day where Marvel was less controlling about their their yeah. look, I guess I don't know, but like this they, is weird. Like they they were like, yeah, we'll let Sam Raimi kind of do a bunch of Sam Raimiisms and make a weird movie, and then we'll let James Gunn do this. But then everything else just feels really like homogenized. Yeah, I'm just like, I really I don't, don't think they care. Yeah, anymore, really, it's really bizarre. But I don't know. I think like we could potentially be entering in a universe where DC overtakes Marvel. Probably like, starts to do better than Marvel. I mean, if this Superman legacy movie does really well, like you could be heading yeah. in that direction. I think just rebooting all that is a really good idea. And I hope it, it turns out well. Cause I think he, I think James Gunn is really good at superhero stuff. I, I, I do hope that the Superman movie isn't like the tone of a guardians movie. Like I don't want Superman to be like overly comedic and like, right. Yeah. You know, I, I think Superman voice. needs to be kind of like, dorky boy scout tones yeah you know like i I, like you know you can have a light-hearted humor to it but i hope it's not like crude like that's why i don't have to be this i feel like superman is best when it's kind of like more of this pure like boy scout attitude i don't really know like just uh i don't know I, i saw a clip 
I haven't watched a show because I doubt it's really that good, but there's elements that do seem good. That Superman and Lois show. I've, oh, yeah, like, that's uh, got Jack Quaid. Yeah, like Spider-Man. there was the... Superman. There's like a clip of that Superman where he's in like the dorky outfit and it's like a flashback. And I, I want to watch it. And someone's it. like, nice costume. He's like, thanks, my mom made it for me. <laughs> and there's um there's like another scene where he figures out like some guy like like pushed her like harassed like Lois and his son or something and he goes as Clark to this restaurant and he like approaches the guy and like stands up to him and it's this very like heroic dad kind of <laughs> attitude and yeah. it's like really cool and I'm like I kind of like that tone I, 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 I don't want to be that edgy show. and be like oh my power is such a burden upon me I'm viewed <laughs> as a deity by all these humans I am a god like, but I, I don't I th- want to be like I thought Henry Cavill was like a good choice for Superman but I yeah I, he's good I, casting I, he I just wasn't written well I just don't like the angsty like uh, what if Superman was real like I don't need to see Fox and CNN debates over <laughs> Superman in movies like I don't I don't want to know Matt, what it's like if he was real you know our friend Matt Cotton is fuming right now <laughs> <laughs> I bet he's a big Snyder Henry Cavill I respect Snyder, yeah, because he definitely did what he wanted. I, I I respect the Snyder cut a lot, honestly. But you just don't like it. I just don't like it. <laughs> but I, I respect that it exists. You know, yeah. I think I do think it's cool that that got to happen. I'm like, just glad I, that it's uh, you know, over. It's way better than the Justice League. One, well, yeah, you know? but still not. But that it, I don't like it. But I, I respect it. I get why people are into it. But I, I, it's just not what I want. And I'm more excited for this. Yeah, I'm, you know? I'm very positively curious. Like we, had, we had so many go. years of like those Zack Snyder toned DC movies. It was a long time. Man of Steel was like a long been. time ago at this yeah. point, you know. And, and then Batman. Like we had a long time with those. Like a fresh slate. It's time I'm, to die. I'm cool with it. I don't want. <laughs> I, I think passing the mantle should happen like every five years with characters like this. Sure. Maybe within ten. Yeah, you know? like give them time in between. Like as much as I loved like the Tobey Maguire movies, I don't want a th- I don't want fifty Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies. You don't you want know? Like, just make a 4? good trilogy and move it on. Let another actor do it. You don't want Spider Man four? No, they oh. would, it would pro- they would not do it well today. I don't think. Yeah. I don't trust a modern Sony Marvel to make a good Spider Man four. Yeah, I think it would be horrible. Yeah, because oh. it would just it would be like the people who make Venom, you know. And, right. And yeah. I, and I feel like the, if Sam Raimi, I just feel like it would be a CGI Spider-Man's. fest and like not be great. I don't know. Those yeah. are of its time, and I'm happy with that trilogy. I don't need more. Yeah. I'm satisfied with it. Yeah. It would have been cool if we got it back then, but right. we don't have it now, so I don't need it now. It's too late. It is too late. It's gone. But yeah, um, Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. Yeah. Well, Guardians three, I I gave it an eight out of ten. I, I even said in my review on Letterboxd, I was like, it probably doesn't deserve this, but I'm giving it an 8 out of 10. I think 10. it does. I, um, I think it does now, too, but I was just like, this is a, this is a Marvel movie. Yeah. It doesn't deserve to be an 8. I don't think I've I don't think I've rated any of the MCU movies an 8 out of 10. Maybe, maybe uh, Infinity War. Um, I probably have like three or four at max that would have been rated around that when I did ratings. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, back in the day. Um, but no, yeah. yeah Guardians 2, 3. Uh, I need to rewatch the first two. Yeah, Infinity War probably. I, about them. I don't know. I, maybe yeah. that is it. Yeah. yeah maybe f- Iron Man 3. I think that movie's <laughs> overhated. Uh, I saw that once in theaters. And I think it's good. That movie was very, like, 
ostracized at the time because it was so different. But I think today's cult, like today's environment of how people are with the MCU stuff, I think. Yeah, because that was pre Guardians. Because that's a very like Shane Black movie, you know, and that was kind of like way before like stuff like the James Gunn or like Taika Waititi, like Ragnarok, where it was like a director made this. Like Iron Man 3 is a very like Shane Black movie. It's very like, it's way more like character Tony Stark focused than Iron Man. The the climax. The ending sucks. Yeah, it was like Gwyneth Paltrow being. All the human torch. The, yeah, the ending fight is dumb and overboard, but it's, yeah. I think that's a pretty cool movie. I do I like remember it. it being funny and like I, Tony being like specifically very snarky. Yeah, and I love. I'd it. have to rewatch it. I I just remember always liking it, and I was really surprised that people like hated it. You know. Yeah, but yeah, I, I love all the Guardians movies. I I like most of the Avengers movies except for Age of Ultron. I don't know about anything else, honestly. Yeah. I'm not really strong on anything else, but, you know. Yeah, and I, I saw Endgame in theaters, and I never want to watch it again because my experience in the theater with it was just, like, it was really good. Top tier. And I was just like, all right, I, I had a really good time with it. I and, had a really and, good and I'm time. scared to rewatch it because I don't want to like it less than what I remembered, you know. Like right. I, I kind of just want my theater experience it with it to just be that. Sure. Because yeah. I was like, it was a very satisfying. Like, all right, I'm done with those people. Yeah, that those story. People. Um, I do miss Robert parents. Downey Jr. though. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that he can be in movies like Oppenheimer now though and he doesn't have to be in oh, every yeah, and that he doesn't have to cameo in every Marvel movie all the time. I don't time. think he's been in a movie in forever. Well he was in a Dr. Doolittle. The oh yeah but I think he like took a break yeah, after yeah, that. Definitely. So, <laughs> never saw it but I heard it was amazing. Oh yeah I'm sure. <laughs> um, anyways cool. Yeah. When Sire moves us to the new world we're gonna need names. I mean, 89Q12, it's not really a name. So, I would like my name to be Lila. 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 That's a pretty name, Lila. Thank you. I think my name shall be Thieves. Because although we all do have them, Mine are definitely the most prominent. <laughs> Teeths. Teeths. Lila. Teeths. <laughs> me be called Floor because me is lying on floor. You're lying on a floor? So your name is Floor? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> floor. <laughs> what about you, friend? Someday, I'm going to make great machines that fly. And me and my friends are going to go flying together into the forever and beautiful sky. Lila and Teeps and Floor and me. Rocket. Rocket. It really is good to have friends. Yeah. <coughs> okay, well, wow, that was a, a long pee break. Yeah, it sure was. We are here on the same night. Yeah. Only minutes later, and I, not two weeks later. Or a I week left later. to go to the bathroom. And um, no, wait, no. Mitchell went to go to the bathroom. 
um, I left to go to uh, a festival. <laughs> um, <laughs> Just quick, real quick. Like I got, I got sick. I got sick, and then I went to a festival, and and then you got sick too. Yeah, I had a really, really awful migraine yesterday, and I just wanted to go home and what sleep. What are you talking about yesterday? You mean today? Yeah, I mean today. Right. Yeah. When I was peeing, and then I came back, and then Mitchell is still here. Yeah. Yeah. So. And now we're back. Potty break. It was very busy. Five minutes. Yeah. Also, we relocated to my living room. I'm sure it sounds different somehow. Probably. It actually might because I feel like those with a keen ear might notice. The acoustics aren't amazing in the little room. Yeah, maybe it's better out here. I figured, like, hey, since we're recording on my laptop this time, like, we could just move it and just be comfortable in the in the couch. Here. True. So me and Mitchell are cuddling right now on the couch. Darn right. Um, so, yeah. Uh, anyways, we are going to continue our talk about superhero movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, uh, we just finished... Just finished minutes ago talking about <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Uh, yeah, and keeping on theme with superhero movies, we found it appropriate. We both uh, went and saw Into the Spider Verse recently. Across the Spider Verse, you and me—it's we're the same in the important ways, you know. <laughs> in every other universe, Gwen Stacy falls for Spider-Man. And in every other universe, it doesn't end well. Well, it's the first time for everything, right? Wait, yeah. Oh my, I hate these names, man. <laughs> Look, I love this movie, but I, I, I hate the naming conventions of like any uh, Spider-Man movie right now. Yeah, no way home, homecoming, far from home. Theme, yeah. I mix up the MCU movies. I, I'd never remember. It's like far from no way home, and then this one, it's like into the Spider Verse, across the Spider Verse, and beyond. And yeah, it's just hard. It's hard to remember. I'm stupid. Yeah, especially for. Like, No Way Home and Far From Home. It's, like, a fun idea, but it's just... I don't know. It's it's confusing. I never got the point of the MCU movies having, like, home in every title. It's, like... I like the idea of having a quirky naming convention, but... I think it just started with the first one where they just called it Homecoming because that's, like, a high school That was, like, appropriate. high school. And then Far From Home because he's not in New York... Yeah, and then, and then no way no home way because home. they can't get home. He's lost. Yeah, um, I was like, just call it Spider-Man Two, No Way Home, or Spider-Man Three, No Way Home. You know, I don't the know. Amazing Spider-Man. Like, you can still have amazing a number. Spider-Man like, Two. Yeah, like yeah. Spider-Man Two and Spider-Man into Spider Spider-Man. But they two just gotta have their own across identity. the Spider-Verse. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a un kind of kind of related. This. This is kind of a random thing, but there's something that I realized recently. Remember that uh, video that you and I did for my channel where we um, where we watched those uh, Christian music videos? Yeah, there was a there was a one that we watched from a band called FFH. 
and we oh yeah we made fun of the fact of like we, we I was like I don't remember what that stands for and you made a far from home joke yeah you know referencing Spider Man I found out recently that actually is what it stands for really <laughs> yeah it's, that's super weird it's far from home huh yeah. interesting I was like oh I'm pretty sure Mitchell made that joke and uh, but you were unintentionally right. Wow, that's wild. So, yeah, anyways. I'm so uh, smart. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're just a nerd. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyways, so Spider-Man across the universe. Um, no, that's a different across movie, Across the actually. universe. That's a Beatles song and And one of the worst movies ever made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember a- we watched that Across together. the Universe is one of the most insane movies ever made. I will say that it got it kind of got me into the Beatles. Yeah. Cuz I wasn't really familiar with their music as much and then when I heard their songs I was like I actually like this. Yeah. So No, yeah, I mean it, I mean the music's like fine. It's it's just like an insane insane. Uh I It goes <laughs> I all rem- over the place. I remember I was watching it with some people like a year or so ago and uh we were watching over Discord and cuz a couple of our friends were like huge Beatles fans and had never seen it. So we were like, Oh my mm. God, you gotta watch it. It's so bad and awful. Um, a couple <laughs> of our friends really like, kind of like it legitimately just cause they really think it's just so insane. Um, yeah. but yeah, we were watching it and there was the sequence where they're all in the apartment and a girl comes in like through the window uh, and you know the the Beatles song she came in through the bathroom window, right? And we were all like, and so she like comes through the window. And it's like Noah, what did she just do? And he's like, she came in, <laughs> she came in through the bathroom window. <laughs> it's just like if you're a Beatles like, fan, stop. it's almost like just oh yeah, I'm it's sure like I would hate in, it it's insane to watch if you like really know Beatles stuff. Well, it's like the same director from Moulin Rouge, I think. Uh, hey guys, this is Clifford from the future coming to uh, to correct some misinformation. I just wanted to say that Across the Universe was not directed by the same person who directed uh, the, the Moulin Rouge. Across the Universe was directed by Julie Taymor, and uh, Moulin Rouge was directed by... Um, Baz Luhrmann, and uh, he also directed The Great Gatsby. So, just wanted to clear the air there. Okay, back to your regularly scheduled program. I think so, so yeah. So it's kind of like got that wackiness and zaniness to it. It has it's some elements that are legitimately kind of enjoyable on like a, a VA degree, but it's yeah. like, it's nonsense. Yeah. I don't know, maybe we're really making little... Some people love that movie, though. Like, some people are like, no, it's a masterpiece. We should watch it and talk about and it. And I kind of respect it, though, but <laughs> there's some stuff, and I'm just like, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. Okay. So, anyways, that was our discussion of Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> yeah. Tune in next time to the Podwood Forecast. Uh, no, so um, this movie, um, I guess, right off the bat, uh, I right. really loved. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I... I, I don't want to say I liked it more than I expected because it makes it sound like I didn't expect to like it. Um, but but it I was surprised. Your expectations? Yeah, I was surprised just how enthralled I was watching it like the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked the first one. I think the first one's great, but I, I was yeah. I remember watching some clips from it recently and I rewatched the trailer. 
and I still think the art style in that movie is beautiful and, and it was like kind of revolutionary. Um, but I was almost surprised at how <laughs> simple it feels compared to this one now. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, maybe not simple, but it, it's obviously comes across that way because it's in basically one universe all times. So it has a consistent art style in this movie. It has like multiple art styles, multiple animation styles. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just feels a lot more like ambitious and crazy than that one did. Um, right. So I still, I still think the first one, it's not like it makes it worse or anything. It looks amazing still, but I, I just was like, wow, like, no, I they, didn't know how they were going to top it. I was worried it was going to feel, I was like, yeah, maybe it'll just look the same. Is this art style going to start feeling redundant soon? And I was really surprised at how just visually blown away I was. I, mm-hmm. I remember when we finished watching it and I was like, man, that was like one of the most visually enthralling experiences <laughs> I've had with a movie in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I mean, it was it was a lot. They yeah. They definitely cranked it to eleven mm-hmm. with this one. Almost, uh, it almost affected my viewing experience. But yeah, they turned. They also turned the gain all the way up, and sometimes yeah. it peaked a little. You know what I mean? <laughs> just just a little. Just bit. a little. Sometimes, but sometimes you need that. You know, it's it, kind of like a, a chariot song. I you had know? like one moment where I was like, I can't really tell what's happening for a couple like a second. I was like, whoa, this is a lot to follow. Like, there's a lot. Of but it's not like and splashes. But it was only like one it's not moment. Bad. It's it, that's what shocks me is ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time it's I'm impressed with how visually clear and easy to follow all of the set pieces and like the storyboarding for this movie must have been like just crazy oh my gosh um and i love how coherent it is though there was like one like two second period where i was like this is a lot and i got like a little overwhelmed i was like whoa like yeah because it does like those flash blurbs and a lot of like colors swapping and changing and stuff during some of the action scenes but Right, um, but I was yeah. impressed how coherent and just clear and easy to follow it was, considering how much visual language was happening. Yeah, it's know? it is a lot, but uh, there was never any point where I was not enjoying myself. Same, yeah. It's a it's a wild ride, um, but also it still has a lot of great heart in it. I'd say, yeah, the story is fantastic. Um, I don't. I have to watch the first one again, but I feel like I might have liked this better than the first one. I did, yeah. I liked it uh, definitely a little more. I think there's some elements of the first one that I like more a mm-hmm. little bit, but overall, I like this one more. Um, the first one, I just I like. Uh, I do just like that it's a very focused spider-man movie mm-hmm. you know it's just about one character it's a bit of an origin story obviously but it's just a little more purse i mean this movie still is like a shockingly very personal story still yeah i i remember that was my biggest worry i was like this movie's gonna look amazing but am i gonna think the story is like tired is it only gonna be about like all the multiverse stuff but there was a lot of personal motivation um some like really interesting twists uh the whole like it's like the whole first half of the movie is basically just about miles and like he's in his hometown well, even then like the uh, like four miles the, though yeah they spend a lot of time on on gwen yeah that too i love the opening of the movie her just yeah. like playing the drums as an opening was so yeah. awesome 
But yeah, I like they they made Gwen a way more. Com- I mean, I thought she was cool in the first one, but they made her like way more interesting in this. They go into more one. of her character for sure. Yeah, like she feels like the other main character, which is really neat. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, and this one, I, I was just worried it was going to be a bit narratively barfy of just like, oh, look, it's that like reference fest, and the whole point of the movie was just going to be, look at all these other Spider-Man, but it really took a long time to get to the Spider-Verse stuff. Like, yeah. obviously, there was the whole thing where Gwen shows up, and then he's kind of like figuring out, like, ooh, and then sneaks in, and stuff mm-hmm. gets established, but I, based off the trailers, like the whole Spider-Man headquarters, it's really not much of the movie right yeah it was a very like it was a small portion of the movie compared to, i thought that was gonna be the whole thing like he was gonna be in his hometown have stuff with his parents and then like after 20 minutes he's gonna be there and the whole movie is gonna be him with all the spider people um which i yeah. didn't want that's what i was worried about i thought it was going to just be like whatever let's get to the fan service right um but the fan service was used in like a believable way and it wasn't overdone and it wasn't like I mean it was shoved in your face technically it's like here's a hard cut of like live action uh Andrew Garfield and then like Sam Raimi Ben Parker dying and stuff but it's done in like a way that I buy it because of how they set everything up and the whole like canon event thing and they're showing examples and I'm like okay it's like the way they're working it into it is actually doing yeah. it for me like I, I i'm not annoyed by it so i can get a little pessimistic about obvious fan service just feeling pointless but i i thought it was done really well and i i had my leo dicaprio pointing moments where i was like yeah what is this fun yeah, i'm like uh, definitely i was like moments. you know what? i can't be pessimistic about it it's fun it's cool and it's not the whole movie i mean it's basically what i mean doing what no way home did but way better Oh yeah, I mean no, I don't hate No Way Home. There's a yeah, lot it's of fine. it's a lot of fun. It's fun, but they, yeah, they did it a lot better in this. They took that aspect of it being you know like you know there's the fan service, there's the little Easter eggs. Yeah, but they did it better, and they but they also didn't make it like the main driving force of the movie. Yeah, you know? I'm, I was uh, I was really relieved that after the movie ended, um, that. I was just excited to see how the story was going to continue. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The story, it's just cool. I like all the stuff with his parents at the beginning. Um, and we got to have a good portion of miles just doing his thing and his world. And it didn't feel rushed. And the spot mm-hmm. was like a really fun, quirky villain, but he actually ends up being kind of like some of the animation stuff they do with him, like near the end it's of the movie crazy, was like yeah. insane looking. I'm like, he's actually like really interesting. And I like how it's tied in with the first movie. It's yeah. really funny too. Yeah. Like is, maybe yeah. a couple jokes here and there. I didn't <laughs> laugh at it all, but there was a lot of stuff where I was like, this is genuinely funny. And it's really, it's, the movie hardly takes a breath. Like it oh, yeah. sometimes that's for the, like not exactly it's benefit. Like it just, it hardly ever slows down. Mm-hmm. Um, at least once it gets to a certain point. So like the humor is just so fast paced. It's like joke punchline set up, boom, moving on. And it's, doesn't really take a moment, but it worked. Like it was very snappy and I always found yeah. it funny and I, but I didn't find it exhausting. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of that is, um, like you were talking about spot, his whole character and, you know, Jason Schwartzman's performance as him. Yeah. Which uh, Jason Schwartzman has been doing a lot of good 
voiceover work lately because he was in uh, Puss in Boots. Um, yeah. As um, uh, what's his name? I forget the guy's name, but. Hey guys, it's Clifford from the future again here to correct some more in- misinformation. Uh, Jason Schwartzman was not in Puss in Boots, The Last Witch. Wish. Sorry. For some reason, I was thinking that Jason Schwartzman was the voice of Jack Horner in Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. But it, he was, in fact, not. That was John Mula- John John Mulaney. So, uh, sorry about that, but here, here we go. Back, back to the episode. But yeah, he's really funny, and like him interacting with, um, with Miles, is just really fun, you know. And all the things that they're doing with like going through the holes, like even before the the multiverse stuff comes in, uh, they're already like having so much fun with like the physics with with spots thing that he has. He has holes. Yeah, his holes. Yeah. Yeah, they, they there's a lot of really good use of people's Stop pa- talking about your holes, please. <laughs> there's like a lot of yeah, good use of powers and like his gimmick and stuff is used just very entertainingly like yeah. the, the first like fight where it's just more goofy and slapstick where Miles is like fighting him at the beginning of the movie and all of it's just like how chaotic it is, and I'm like, it's just really fun and like crazy looking and creative, and yeah, um, and just really funny. And they kind of set him up to be a joke, but the way that he actually kind of ends up becoming a legitimate threat is like a villain, like yeah. a spot, and which um, I, I, I like that. I like that great aspect. design too. Like I like yeah. how dang like gangly and like weird he looks, and oh, a, yeah. lot, a lot of older iterations of. Uh, the spot I looked at always give him like really dumb looking eyes, but he's just supposed to have like a weird, creepy blank face. And I like that. That's how they have him in this movie. Kind of reminds me of those little creatures from princess Mononoke. Yeah. Little spirit creatures with like the stretched out version. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yo, what you doing back there, man? Nothing, nothing. Everything is, everything's cool, man. All good. Just forgot my pin number. Ah, Please just let me rob you. I'm about to rob you. There's no reason to bring wood into this. I've never robbed anybody in my life. Please don't make this a bad experience for me. Bad experience? I'm trying to run up business here. I have these holes. Oh, wow, is this curry powder? Well, see, I'm a scientist. I was. I am. Anyway, you heard of Alchemax? I used to work there. I was actually considered handsome by scientist standards. I had a little accident. Ah! Now look at me. I'm so sorry. First of all, I'm not even robbing you. I mean, this ATM machine doesn't even belong to you, right? This belongs to the bank. They're the real criminals. You're the real criminal. You're robbing me. You know, I can't really get a job anywhere anymore being like this, so I've turned to a life of crime. I've had Why do people say ATM huh? machine? Who said that? The M stands for machine. Spider-Man. Something else that's really fun about this movie is the fact that with, like, I mean, you know, this movie and the previous movie, you know, they, they experimented with the different... Um, with the the frame the frame rate, but with yeah. this one, they did different frame rates for different characters. Basically, yeah, especially a uh, Spider Punk, uh, Hobie Brown was. I read about how they had to animate him, and it's ridiculous, like how mm. how much work and effort they put into stuff like that. And it's like smart too, because it's like he's a punk, and so like the whole thing with that is like he doesn't like believe in like consistency and stuff. So he's always yeah. like he's like warping color, and his boots and clothes are animated at a different rate than like his body and his guitar. 
Um, so and you think that would look like a mess, but it's <laughs> it really works. cool looking. Um, yeah. And it's not like headache inducing. Right. Yeah. And like other characters from different worlds have their own style or frame rate. And I, I love this. Like there's like the section with the Lego stuff too, which was animated by some like 14 year old mm-hmm. who did like Lego fan animations and they had him do that, which is just crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just, it was awesome. I also only just realized that Daniel Kaluuya did the voice of Spider-Punk. Yeah, I yeah. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, really good voice cast all around. Yeah. Everyone um, does awesome. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Um, his character is... I'm really interested in him. He he wasn't really in it as much as I thought he would be. He was in like half, like probably half of the movie at least. He'll probably play a bigger part in the second He definitely one. will. I mean, um, I guess the third one. But I love the iteration of him because that character, like Miguel O'Hara, is usually like really interesting. And I know he was in like a video game a while ago too. And um, like from the PS3, that's like yeah. more than a while ago, I guess. But but yeah, I, I like that. I like the motivations behind everyone. And it's... It's just like yeah. a, a really interesting story, and I'm glad it it feels a little bit more personal, and that it's still focused on my like it doesn't feel scattered. And even though it got, it gave more time for Gwen to develop as a character too, I like that it's not losing focus, and it doesn't feel like it's not Miles' story. And that's kind of the point because yeah. it is kind of I don't want to get too deep into spoilers, but like it is kind of almost this meta thing. We can spoil. We're in. We're in yeah. spoiler territory, but, I'd say. Sure, yeah. But it, it is like this meta narrative about Miles, about how it's like, well, you know, you're not like a real Spider-Man unless you go through this or that. And it, it's almost like this commentary on like fan culture where it's like, this version of Spider-Man isn't a real Spider-Man because he didn't have an uncle die and he didn't have this oh. happen to him. And because uh, yeah. the whole point is like these canon events and Miguel's going around and he's like, you stopped this from happening, but this is what needs to happen to Spider-Man. So you ruined it. And it's like, everyone has their canon event. And that's the big thing is like every Spider-Man needs to have something like this happen to be Spider-Man. Yeah. But miles is like, no, I'm my own in a meta sense. He's like, no, I'm my own character. I'm my own version of Spider-Man. I don't need to just be Peter Parker. And it's literally a line in the movie where he's like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. You know? And that, I that, love that. so it's kind of like this meta narrative on like, writing characters and it this might seem weird it's very similar to final fantasy 7 remake in a way how that has like a meta narrative on video game remakes and how oh no the game needs to it needs to go exactly this way and be this way Mitchell had to put in final that's right in video games in some way but i won't explain why people who played it know what i'm talking about but sure no um, spoilers but yeah uh it's it was just really cool, and I, I think that's really fun and clever because it is just a good story in itself, but I like that it also has this meta aspect to it that I'm, I'm sure is completely intentional. Like, I'd be surprised if it's not. Yeah, and um, I really liked uh, the whole that whole aspect of... It, it brings up um, an interesting, I guess, like, moral dilemma of, like, if you did have that... Well, it, it's all, it's a lot about grief, you know, Yeah. and like how, you know, the, the dark moments in our, in our lives make us who we are, Yeah. you know, and like what is, you know, in his situation, what is the, the, the right moral thing to do is to, you know, I mean, we're in spoilers, I guess, but like, <laughs> is he going to let his dad die Yeah. or is he going to save him? 
you know, mm-hmm. what is the right thing to do. And that's what makes we we talked about in in Guardians 3 I I did at least how um how the villain was so interesting and you kind of understood his um as must messed up as they were. Yeah. You understood his agenda and his goals. This even more so in this. Like Yeah. I um Miguel is such an interesting character uh and Oscar Isaac does him so well. Because he like um, he kills like an alternate version of himself to take his place because he liked his life more and Right. Yeah. He has such a really compelling backstory. Yeah. You know, and you understand why he is the way that he is. Right. You know, he wants to make sure that everything is in order. And what I know. find kind of fun too about this and why I'm excited for the sequel is like I was kind of watched like reading up on people talking about it and how um, some people are pointing out inconsistencies with like Miguel's rules on the whole thing. But some other people are like, well, maybe that's the point is that what he believes like should be happening in the can events. Maybe that's not like real and he's trying to justify what he did. And maybe, you know, they don't have to be like enforcing these canon events on people, but he thinks he needs to. And it's like, there's a lot of room. It's, it's fun that people are like speculating and, analyzing characters and their motivations and it's not just people posting gifs of like oh look it's uh spider-man from the ps2 game (laughs) that's not all it is like people are actually really interested in the story and like character motivations and analyzing all of that and I, i like that the the a highlight of the movie in general discussion. I mean, obviously there's a lot of people just geeking out over like the fan service, but again, like, like I said earlier, I think the fan service, like it, it earns it. And mm-hmm. a lot of it's, it's fun. It's cool. And says a lot about the movie that most people, the discussion is about the story itself, you know, yeah. and that all the, the cameos and fan service stuff are just kind of like icing. Yeah, and all the animation and such. Yeah, yeah. the The story is like actually really good, mm-hmm. you know. And I found it so. I was like shocked when they revealed that when Miguel's like, "You weren't even like supposed to happen," you know, like yeah, the spider that bit you isn't even from your world or whatever. Yeah, it's like whoa. It's a really cool twist, and there's um, what what I also find really cool. Is uh, I saw other posts about how the first movie foreshadowed a lot of this movie. There's, yeah, I there's need to the re-watch. part where he yeah. he has his powers, um, where he gets his powers in the first movie, and I only know this because I didn't rewatch it, but I saw people posting clips mm-hmm. um, when he gets bit by a spider and he's on the train or something, and his like spider sense happens, and there's like the colors behind him like shift, and it's like green and purple, like the Prowler. But when his like first oh. spider sense goes off, it changes to like red and blue. So it's like oh. because that happens, it stopped him from becoming the Prowler, like he does in that alternate universe. Oh, and there's wow. like another thing where um, it's a clip from the first movie where he's in his like I think his kind of homemade costume. He's laying on the floor, and there's like a broken sign around him, and it's like a big four and a two, which was like the number universe that that spider came from, or something. Oh shoot! There's like there was a lot. I I think that I might I'm trying to remember. I might be misspeaking a little bit, but. There was like a lot of intentional foreshadowing in yeah. the first movie, which I think is they super had a lot cool. planned out. Yeah, so it's kind of neat to think that they actually had a lot of it planned out, kind of from the start. Mm-hmm. So that that's neat. I I think that's super cool. Yeah, and it makes me because apparently 
there's a rumor that, that kind of leaked out that apparently they haven't even started animating the third one. Oh, yeah. Which is supposed to be coming out next year in Oh, March. it's it's totally getting delayed. It's yeah. probably going to be like Christmas next year or even like early 2020. I wouldn't be surprised if it gets mega delayed. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, like... How long did it take him to make the second one after the first one came out? It was like four years? Maybe. And a lot of that is like prep work, like writing and storyboarding. Right. And, and a lot of that is like a majority of the work usually. So who knows? Like maybe they could animate it in like a year or something, but I, there's no way it comes out in March. Well, hopefully they're not overworking their animators. Yeah. What's crazy is that, and someone pointed this out that I heard, um, you know, you had the new Pixar movie come out. Yeah. Elemental or whatever. And that movie cost more to make yeah. somehow. And it just goes to show you that like a really budget know. doesn't mean everything. Hollywood budgets, I don't get them anymore. <laughs> the new Indiana Jones movie costs like $300 million to make, and it, it looks worse than any of the previous ones based off the it's preview. It's all like, spent on the deep fake, I guess. It's all like, I just think people just like, I don't know like where the money's going to unless it's just cgi costs so much and actors just cost so much now and i'm sure some actors yeah but it's like movies just cost so much and a lot of them just look really bad and it's like where's this money going dude but like movies do not need to be costing like 500 million dollars to make it's crazy and this one this movie didn't have that the first spider-verse movie people considered it to be a pretty low-budget animation movie. Oh, yeah. And this one didn't really have that much bigger of a budget, apparently, mm. which is wild. I don't even think it had, like, a, I think it had, like, an $80 million budget or 100 or something at most. Jeez. I think... Which for animation is crazy. Yeah. I think, um... I think it just goes to show that... I, th- I just think better movies are, are made with smaller budgets... Yeah, they honestly. are. I, I you get too much agree. of a budget, then you like rely too heavily on, which I know. I mean, we're talking about an animated movie, but yeah. like, so I guess when I'm talking, yeah, but more Elemental has Claude. So it what? It has Claude. Claude. You haven't seen that joke? No. It? They uh they, so Disney Pixar they they tried to make a character in the movie like a hype like advertising character like a meme they tried to force oh, a character to sure. become a meme and his name is marketing Claude. and there was this tiktok of like someone like filming the movie in a theater like with their phone and this is mm. on the official like pixar tiktok or whatever for elemental sure. and the character shows up and the crowd starts like screaming and cheering <laughs> and it's clearly fake but they're trying to make it seem like people are like cheering and screaming everyone for this loves claude yeah and they're like the, they're like oh the crowd freaked out when claude appeared and it was just weird i got it very strange marketing what is he supposed to be is he like um... he's just like a pile of dirt with a rock for a nose i don't know <laughs> Like what's so special about him? Is he Nothing. voiced by someone? That's no, cool? they just they're just desperate and they're trying to make a character a meme so it'll get mar- so people will spread it via memes. It's like oh, it's his name is literally Claude. Yeah, C L O D. Yeah, I was 
They're the, trying to like force a character to become a meme, so they'll get free marketing off oh, of memes. Oh, I like, see. He's like, like a little cr- cute guy, whatever. Yeah, it's like forced corporate meme. He's like a, a minion, basically. Pretty much. That's so funny. And it sucks because I guess like the person who made the I movie, want it's one. like it's like based off some kind of real genuine experience that's like supposed to be legit, but the movie just didn't really look that good, unfortunately. It doesn't. It looks bad. And yeah, and it like bombed. They already it's, got a Funko Pop of Claude. Of course they do. No one's gonna buy it. I want one. It, look it was, at him. I hate it. It's so cute. <laughs> it was the second worst Pixar opening of all time, I think. Really second? I thought it was the worst. Maybe it was. I don't I know. I think it was the worst. Maybe really like even after the good dinosaur or something like that. Maybe. But yeah, it's anyways it's really interesting. All that to say is that that seems to be like a sign of the times these days where like other movies are like other animated movies are finally like outperforming Pixar. I th- yeah, totally. Uh, it's it's nice that non well, it's kind of weird cuz Marvel's technically owned by Disney, but Spider-Man is owned by Sony. Yeah. But I I don't know if Disney is tech would technically be associated with this movie in any way just in terms of legality. I don't but think it, so. But it is so, it's like a non-Disney animation studio making it. Right. So I'm going to yeah. count it and say it's it's interesting to see <laughs> a non-Disney animated movie just like crushing Disney animation, especially Pixar. Yeah, and I mean, like, the first Into the Spider-Verse, like, was a game changer. Yeah. You see so many movies that are, like, clearly inspired by it, and hopefully that doesn't become, like... Too luckily, much of a thing, luckily, but. stuff like Puss in Boots or even the new Ninja Turtles movie, um, clearly there's some like domino effect from the first Spider Verse movie, but they but they're still like their own thing. Yeah, there's been yeah. a trend where when there is, they still have their own style, and it doesn't just feel like a total ripoff, which right. is nice. And I hope that's the way it continues to go. I just hope that it just g- just generally encourages. I mean, it already is, but yeah. encourages more like stylized and fun animation i have a theory that eventually so it went from like there was 2d animation and then there was like cgi animation became popular and then it was like spider-verse style which is very inspired by like 2d stuff and Mm -hmm. um and i feel like there's gonna be a big loop where there's going to be movies that look kind of like this like this kind of style for like several years and that's going to be like like Disney or Pixar, someone is absolutely going to make a movie that is like this kind of style at some point. Right. Yeah. Like for sure, it's going to happen. And then once that that gets burnt out, I think big studios are going to loop back to two D movies. Cause I, I hope. So. I think the style is like going back to being more two D inspired. And I still think CGI think... movies will always be around or be incorporated. That or they'll find a way to make CG just look like two D completely. Yeah. But um. I think I heard a rumor that Disney is in works on making a, n- a new 2D animated movie. Interesting. Um, but that is unconfirmed. I mean, there's still anime. Like, the last uh, Ghibli Miyazaki movies coming out in Japan soon, I think. And mm. um, So, like, you know, there, it's not like there's no 2D animated movies, but that's, like, it's anime. So it's just, like, obviously, you know. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 interesting to see the style evolving and that it's actually good and has gotten better. And when this style gets burnt out and tired, a new one will happen hopefully. And it's kind of how it goes. Yeah, because because um, like the 
the Pixar movie like bombed, uh, and like Puss in Boots and this Spider Man movie made a lot of money, a pretty good amount of money. Especially yeah. Spider Man like made a pretty good uh, <coughs> profit, I think. And Last Wish, uh, the Puss in Boots movie, I think it didn't open strong, but word of mouth like really carried it and it like yeah. ended up doing really well. That makes perfect sense. And now it's like a new Pixar movie is like not doing well because it just it looks like another kind of like yeah, I think I heard, Pixar movie. I think I heard that the that new Disney movie Wish, like I don't think anyone I think that movie is gonna do horribly just because stylistically I keep forgetting like, about that movie. Honestly. I, th- I think people are realizing that they, they want interesting looking animation again. Yeah. Because it's gotten so stagnant and right, yeah. Well, also like Elemental just looks bad. Like, yeah, it's, it's bad character designs. Yeah, so it is. And they're also running out of ideas. Like there's a constant joke about Pixar where it's like, what if cars had feelings, or what if, what if feelings had feelings? Yeah, you know? and now what if it's feelings had feelings. What, what if, if Elemental had feelings? You yeah. know, they're running out of ideas, which is sad because there's so many great things to explore that other studios are doing. Yeah. And Pixar and Disney clearly are not. So, uh-huh. and everything's a remake or a reboot of something anyways. Yeah. So. And they, they just rely on sequels <coughs> and they're going to do toy story five because they need to make money because none of their original, which sucks. Cause like, I respect that Pixar still tries to make like original things like elemental. It's just an original IP. Like I do. Sure. Res- I still respect that, but it, it's, it's just sad that they can't really put out an original thing and it's interesting anymore, you know? Yeah. At least to us, like, maybe there's, like, you know, I'm open yeah, to... Yeah, we ac- are, open, like, I'm, in our late 20s, you know? I'm willing to accept that I grew up with the golden era of Pixar, and so I'm just yeah. always going to be biased for and always going to be like, no, that's the best one no matter what. But maybe, sure, kids but that, maybe kids that grow up with the new Pixar stuff like will feel the exact same way and be like, oh, these but are like, awesome. We, we loved, um, I mean, you know, we, we grew up with the, you know, all the good DreamWorks movies, and, yeah. and we, I mean, at least for me personally, I fell off of DreamWorks for a while, and then Puss in Boots, The Last Wish happened, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I loved it. Yeah, so, I mean, I still stand by. I'll still always say I, I do legitimately just think older Pixar is just of better quality. Mostly, there's some new Pixar stuff I like. I liked Soul. I like Coco a lot. Um, but yeah, it's just, I just don't get excited for them anymore. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think ever since like they like officially, I don't know when this happened, but like when Disney kind of like officially took over yeah. Pixar, I think it's that's just none of the same people. To, I mean, yeah, it's, it's the company but it's not the people making well, really making the same stuff well do you remember uh when they were first promoting wally they had that little teaser trailer where they talked about the history of pixar yeah where all these like writers and directors and i think brad bird was like a part of it yeah that was they had one meeting and that was when they came up with all the ideas for for toy story bugs life monsters inc and everything and they said the last one that that they talked about that they hadn't done yet was Wally. Huh. And I think that's super telling because like I feel like it was after Wally. I mean you still had like up and such and they were it wasn't like Up is good, but of I, I still really like up, but it's <coughs> carried by the beginning of that movie, the sad right, stuff. Right, yeah. Because that's like just 
amazing, but I, but I don't really love the rest of that movie. Right, like, yeah. But and it's I, still good. I, I consider that the last like Pixar movie that really just kind of genuinely feels like a Pixar movie to me. Yeah, yeah. If same. that makes sense, like at least in terms of the era we grew up with. But Wally, like, that I still think Wally is like really cool. Uh, it's not like my favorite or anything, but it, it, it got it, a Criterion release. <laughs> yeah, it, it just it's. <laughs> It just feels like the end of an era for sure. Yeah, you can you can definitely tell yeah. that that was like when I'm they... sure people like there's a big crowd like demographic of people that love post up Wally Pixar as much as we like the old stuff. Sure, um, I respect that, but it's just you know <laughs> you can just tell it's it's different, you know. Yeah, um, and I I feel like. You know, it's not like old Pixar was perfect. I have a soft spot for Bugs Life, but that movie's really yeah. not that good. Like it's that era still had cars. It's it's the seven it's seven samurai but bugs. Yeah. And it still <laughs> had cars, which like cars I, I uh, don't yeah. hate the first one, but like ugh, you know. Yeah. Still not perfect, but right. but I, I think they have more movies like Bugs Life and Cars now. It, it was like a a Pixar dud was like a rarity, and now it's like it's kind of like a hit or miss. Like you get yeah stuff like onward because it used to be where it's like if Pixar was coming out with a movie, I was gonna go see it. Yeah, and now it's like I'm not gonna go see it unless I hear from people that I trust that it's like really really good. That like, okay. That officially hit me when Brave was coming out, and I was. Th- I was pretty young-ish when the, I don't know how old I was when I came out. I wasn't like super. I don't know. Was I a teenager? Can't remember how old I was when Brave came out, but I remember that being the first time a Pixar movie like really disappointed me. And yeah. then I, and then the Good Dinosaur came out shortly after, and I remember being really excited by the teaser, and then that was like not good. And I was like, I man, never even saw it. I was like, that's when I kind of was like, man, do I like not really like Pixar movies now? What's happening? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I don't know Toy Story three I I still like, but. It's fun. That movie's like catered for us though. So it's sure, like it's like yeah. unfair. Like of course I'm gonna like it. You know, it's made to make twenty it's made for twenty year olds, you know. Right, yeah. It's it's made for people who grew up with the Toy Story movie. And now four and is whatever. Is and just, five yeah. is like not like one of my friends was at a a shop that was selling Toy Story merch and Woody the bottom of his boot said Bonnie and not Andy. And oh, he was no. like, What? He was like, Are you kidding me? This is not no. <laughs> We must riot in the streets. So I was like, yeah, it's just like, it's the new era. Like, it's we're We're like that Andy meme where he's we're like, the boom- I don't want to play boom- with you anymore. We are absolutely the Pixar boomers. I see people are like, <laughs> oh, people who are new Pixar, like, have you watched The Incredibles recently? Like, yeah, it's an amazingly written movie. It's my favorite. It's like, Pixar yeah, it has amazing movie, characters and writing, but like this scene looks like a PS1 game. And like, yeah, some of the animation in old Pixar is dated, but of course yeah. it's going to be dated. Like, yeah, I, I don't Woody, really. Woody looks creepy in the first Toy Story. Like, I don't really need laughs. it to. I still think the first Incredibles looks fine, but like, I don't need. Those it's still movies. good for what it is. Those, you know? The thing with me is like, The Incredibles is my favorite because. Not because it's the best looking animated movie ever. It has moments where I think it looks awesome, but it's the story. The writing and the characters are just so good and the music. Yeah. Oh yeah. The the actual direction, the action sequences are like awesome. It's just I legitimately like consider it like one of my favorite superhero movies. Yeah, it's just a it's just a good movie. Like, yeah, it's it's 
for its time, it looked amazing. Like yeah. we, it's hard to really judge an animated movie, but I don't think it's aged like milk or anything. Right. Some yeah. people try to say like older Pixar is aged like milk, but like you watch like the original Finding Nemo even, or like Toy Story mm-hmm. Two, and it's like I still think they look good. It's like yeah, new Pixar except for like maybe Elemental, like some of the new Pixar stuff like looks in, like Soul, uh, Coco, like they look amazing. But I yeah, if the story is not that interesting, which that's not relevant to Solar Coco. I like those, <laughs> but um, I don't really care how good a, a movie looks if I'm not really interested. But that in almost seems to be like all they really care about anymore. Cause like, I remember the, the promotional material for Toy Story 4 and I'm sorry, we, I know we've been talking about Pixar and stuff. Yeah. It's Spider-Man, animations. It's kind of relevant. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's an animation. Cause discussion. Pixar used to be like the king of animated movies. Yeah. But like the promotional material for Toy Story 2 was all about like, Oh, we have these like new like virtual lenses or whatever, so that you can see like every thread on on Woody's fabric or whatever. Yeah, it's like okay, put that same amount of effort like into the story. Yeah, you know, because like Toy Story Four was like not Toy Story really... Four. I like don't really remember what happens in it. They're in is... an antique store. Yeah, and that's it. Really. It's just a weird. Bo Peep comes back. It's like and that's, she's attractive. It's just their paycheck movie. <laughs> like they have to make those so that they can afford for movies like Elemental to bomb. Yeah, and it's like now they're gonna do Inside Out too because Inside Out did well. And Wait, Inside, really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. That's funny. It's gonna be about Riley as a teenager, so it's gonna deal with teenage. Oh, emotions. great! Which, like, you know, I I think Inside Out's fine, but I just I don't. You know what wasn't a bad? I actually kind of forgot that this don't was really, a Pixar movie. I just don't like Pixar sequels. Except yeah. for Toy Story. That's like the only one that's gotten away with it's it. The only until one that makes four. Sense. Yeah. Until four, you know. Like Incredibles two was bad. Finding Dory I never saw, but it's bad. I haven't heard this much is boring. about it. It was fine. Yeah. I don't want to say it's bad. I'm being a little too cynical to say it's bad. I think finding finding Dory is just kind of forgettable. Monsters University was bad. I remember that's loving bad. it when I when I saw no, it. I uh <laughs> that movie's kinda of rough. Yeah, I remember mostly loving it because of the random moments in it when the guy's like, "I can't go back to jail" or whatever. Yeah, it's got good. It's got good stuff in and it. And the mom's like, "I'm just gonna be sitting in the car listening to my tunes." And it's just, yeah, that's funny. It's just metal. It's got funny <laughs> moments in it, but yeah, just just in general, I'm like, man. Turning red, I totally forgot that that was a thing, but that wasn't bad. That was pretty good. I, yeah. I thought it was all right. I I don't. I'm not. Some people like really loved it. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, I thought I liked how it was like they did something a little different with like the character designs and yeah. such. But yeah, Turning Red wasn't bad. It was, yeah, that one was like pretty pretty decent. I wouldn't watch it again, but I, I liked yeah. it. I thought it was really good yeah. for like a new Pixar. I was like, yeah. And of course, it's the one that doesn't go to theaters, you know? Right, yeah, that didn't even go to theaters. It just went straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, but it did really well, though. A lot of people liked it. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, and Luca. So that's such a nothing movie. Yeah, it was just kind of like wannabe Ghibli. I don't know. Yeah, I know it was inspired, tried to be like a Ghibli-like type of movie, but I was like, I don't want to, whatever. It was, it was nothing. That's that's it's such an unspecial movie in my opinion. But but anyways, but yeah, to 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 loop it back, I'm just (laughs) I, I think it's it's really healthy that. Um, it's good for animation companies that fall into ruts like that. At least big ones, you know. I'm not. I'm not gonna like hate on like small, struggling animation studios. But <laughs> Disney, um, 
you know, it's good for them to get kicked around like this because I think that's when they're like, okay, f- we'll try again, you know. Not to say they're not trying, but because that's like really disrespectful to animator. Even if it's a bad animated movie, it's still a lot sure, of work. Yeah, I don't, don't want to be like they're not trying, but I think it's healthy for um, creatives to get challenged like that. And I feel like maybe there could be a spark where Pixar or Disney in general just maybe they end up putting out something that has like incredible animation and it just blows everyone's mind. What I want to happen, because I think the problem is I haven't really cared about any of their stuff in a long time. No, yeah. I I remember I was like relatively interested in Frozen 2 and then I just heard it was bad and didn't watch it. Well, I don't even like Frozen 1, so... Yeah, I was like, I wasn't interested in it, but I was like, oh, maybe it could, it looks like it'll be gonna be like a fantasy movie with swords. Yeah. I just remember the trailer, I was like, yeah, it looks fine and then I heard it was bad, so I didn't see it. I think the problem is, is that Disney has too much money behind it, and it's like if I feel like they don't even they don't care anymore. Yeah, and I almost what I want to happen is for <laughs> this is really bad. <laughs> what I want to happen is for them to go back to where where Disney was in in like the seventies. Disney really struggled during the 70s yeah where you can tell that they kind of like split hairs with the animation yeah but but they still were like pumping out some like really really interesting uh stuff yeah um and it's then, like it, it's it, it's like yeah they were trying to make movies that would make money but they were trying they were putting like they're all into each one you know because they wanted right. to really get everyone's attention and it doesn't feel like they they it doesn't feel like they think that their releases are that special anymore right yeah there's they're not taking any chances it's like, oh, we're anymore. doing a movie about the origin of the the wish upon star <laughs> everyone's like, wanted that fine like you know i'm <laughs> glad they're at least creating a new character and like trying to do something but like but the are arts... they really though since it's already attached to disney lore or whatever what the star you wish upon it's like is that really lore it's it's just like a fairy tale thing but it's it's a Disney thing. Yeah, but the, like the when characters in it, are, the characters in it are original is like all I mean. It's okay, not, whatever. It's, it's not like based. But on... They still got to find like some way. It's to not like based tie on like Rapunzel to... or something. Yeah, it's like you know, it's that's a Disney thing. Yeah, I know, and I want them to stop doing that. Yeah, I want more original stuff, um, and because like after their slump in the seventies, I don't know. I kind of I kind of disagree with that because a lot of their best stuff in the early days were still technically like inspired like Hunchback of Notre Dame. Well, no, is, yeah, like, I mean like now or, like Lion King is like sure, you yeah, know. I, I know. What I mean is that yeah. now it seems that whatever they come out with is has to be connected to an already Disney release. Oh, I see what you mean. You know, I thought you meant like, except for Pixar. Gotcha. Um, But like everything is a sequel or everything is a remake or something like, I, 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 yeah, want I thought you just meant like being based on anything. No, I I don't have any problem with that. Uh, but like find something, if they're going to do that, find something new and interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Was Rapunzel a Disney thing? No, that's just kind of like an old folk, fairy tale right i guess yeah i guess tangled but tangled and, is good tangled is good I it like is tangled better in frozen in my opinion and so oh, it's I, way better it's I like i guess i guess that was the the like last time where it really felt like disney was trying something different yeah and yet tangled frozen awesome. became like so popular frozen that, was too popular it yeah. like ruined them yeah. yeah and i i don't think they've really tried ever since yeah honestly and, and then uh 
I mean, I've never seen Moana, but that's like an original thing. I that's think. true. Okay. Um, I mean, I okay, heard stop that's proving good. my point wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I know what you mean though. Is like, oh my gosh, it, it always has to be like something they can be like, oh look, we're celebrating us. Yeah. You know? And now I suddenly just remembered the Moana live action. Yeah. That they've already had a teaser for. I swear, I think that's just The Rock's just wants to do that. You think so? I think The Rock was like, please, you guys need to do this. <laughs> and so I can Everyone be hates it. me because I ruined the DC universe. Yeah, I feel like he I feel like <laughs> The Rock like just begged Disney to do that. And they're just, just like whatever. So wrong. That just sound it's just I mean, I don't care about Moana, but it's just it's like just weird. It is very weird. It'd be like let's remake Frozen live action now. Yeah, Moana I mean, was after Frozen. Like Moana they technically not... already did that with the once. Remember the Once Upon a Time show? Yeah, whatever? yeah. And, they and had live action Elsa in there. Oh yeah, and they're doing like a live action Lilo and Stitch. They, oh, they're yeah. just gonna remake every cartoon ever. And what happens when they run out? Are they just gonna make original live action? They're movies? gonna do remakes of the remakes. <laughs> it's just like, and they're doing well. They're gonna do sequels to the live action because they're doing well, yeah. the, the Lion King, the Lion King one, prequel yeah. sequel. Yeah, it's just insane. Like I'm all I, that to say. Support other animated animation studios because they're. I mean, into, yeah, and Into the Spider Verse did like or across the, whatever it's called across, across the, the Into the Spider Verse. Um, it made it did like really well. Yeah, it helps that it's a Spider Man movie, but yeah, I think that's that's going to encourage you know more movies like that. There's other great animation studios out there. Like I can't remember who they are, but the the people who did uh, like Wolfwalkers, yeah, and the 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 Keeble, the Keeble movie that I haven't seen. Yeah, uh, I think that's what I'm thinking. No, uh, the song. What's that movie I'm thinking of that they also made uh, about Ireland or whatever? I'm gonna look it up. Song of Irish. Yeah, it's like Song of Something. Um, but anyways, yeah, there's a lot of great, um, and then the, they did the, the Lego movie, same people. Oh, oh yeah. Secret of Kells. That's what I'm <laughs> thinking about. I need to see that. Oh. Secret of Kells and the, the breadwinner, I think. The breadwinner. Um, yeah. So that's a really cool studio that does really interesting 2D animation. Yeah. And, um. And they do really well. So, and the, and like you said, there's Studio Ghibli. Yeah, we just need to normalize like really not even just 2D animation, but like just really good stylized just creative animation, animation with like, compelling stories. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the, I guess that whole conversation is like to you know put in the point that <laughs> um, it's really awesome that something that's really artistically fresh and creative like across the Spider-Verse is the movie that's making the money right now. Because, mm-hmm. like, yeah, whatever, money's not important. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it is, though. You know, yeah. it's like people with art always want to say, like, don't worry about money with art. Like, but stuff like this that goes out to a, a, a mass amount of people that inspires people and gets people jobs and stuff to do stuff that's actually creative and that they can, like, feel proud of doesn't get made if it doesn't make money and the fact that something is creative like this is making the money yeah 
and the stuff that people are getting kind of bored with and that has been really redundant for a while is kind of like starting to falter and not make as much money and it's not like i want people to lose money and get fired like you know but it's good for there to be just something thrown into the mix that gets everyone in that field of work like inspired again to do something a little different and right um to take take their stories more seriously too because i think that's a problem with animation is like and you know stuff that we grew up with like some stuff you could argue some stuff back then was maybe a little too dark for kids but (laughs) a lot a lot of it took itself seriously and it wasn't like edgy or anything but it was like mature but not like too mature for a kid like, like it, yeah it didn't treat the it doesn't audience treat the like kids idiots. like dumb idiots yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it trusts that you know yeah maybe you're like a five-year-old kid watching this but you yeah. know we're not going to treat you like a dumb idiot and flash a bunch of colors and minions in front of your face to make you laugh like <laughs> yeah like they wanted to make meaningful stuff that kids could grow up with and look back on and i feel like just a lot of stuff kind of became redundant and very like simple and just was made purely just to distract and not necessarily inspire or um, entertain. Like a lot of stuff was just like it's a distraction movie, you know. That's yeah. all it is. It's like keep my just child on. Bu- keep my child busy <laughs> with minions for like an hour and a half. But now it feels like stuff like this is coming out, and I feel like that could inspire really meaningful stuff that can still be appropriate for kids to get made. And yeah. I mean, there's always going to be shovelware garbage that gets made even in the 90s there was plenty of it like a ton of it sure yeah it's always big mainstream stuff that actually makes like half a billion dollars is like it's good to see um there's hope for that side of animation yeah and just feels really really reinvigorating to see that it's nice yeah so i agree yeah so yeah we went on a little tangent about animation there but um seems appropriate yeah, because that, that's like kind of the point. That's the big point of these movies, right? Is like obviously the story is great, but the big driving force behind them really is the animation, and that's that's. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, I, I love that people. The takeaway from it, outside of animation, is that people are really into the story and the characters, and they're really excited to see where it goes. Yeah. Um, but it's it's cool that we have something like that that looks good, but also just is good. Right, you yeah, know? exactly. So it's not just pretty colors and everything. It's yeah, like because like example, Mitchell's the Mitchells versus Machines. Yeah, um, it's an okay story with like really cool like stylized animation and such. But yeah, the story is like okay. That's like yeah. maybe the only movie to come out where it's like it feels <laughs> a little redundant of Into the Spider Verse, but it's the same people. It was like the only yeah. other movie at the time made sense. Like it's yeah. fine, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's exactly right. That's right. Exactly right. I can hear you being quiet, Mom. I, um, hope I didn't ice your game, man. No one my age says those words in that order. It's just hard to see my little man not being my little boy all the time. Yeah. For years, I've been taking care of this little boy. Making sure he is loved. That he feels like he belongs wherever he wants to be. He wants to go out into the world and do great big things. Not bad, kid. 
And what I worry about most... I love you, Miles. Is they won't look out for you like us. Miles! Wanna get out of here? Wherever you go from here, you have to promise to take care of that little boy for me. Make sure he never forgets where he came from. And he never doubts that he is loved. And he never lets anyone tell him that he doesn't belong there. You gotta promise, Miles. I promise. We are supposed to be the good guys. We are. So, uh, yeah. Across the Spider-Verse is really good. I, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I guess, so far, it's my favorite movie of the year, which is crazy. It's my second favorite, I think. Oh, yeah? Or maybe tied for favorite. Who's your spoil? Your... your... What your actual favorite is? You know what it is. You wouldn't agree. I wouldn't agree? Probably not. You need to see it, though. I need to know what you I think. haven't seen it yet? Knock at the Cabin. Oh. That's my favorite so far still. Gosh. Though, to be fair, I've only seen, like, seven movies, I think, this year. Um, yeah, yeah, you I've been, still have I really, seen... I loved Knock at the Cabin, though. It's, like, it's, it's probably, like, tied. I really did almost put this above it, genuinely. Well, I think it sucks. <laughs> I haven't even seen it yet. It's really good. I I think you need to catch up on on movies. You yeah, need my, to see Bo's Afraid, and you also need to see Asteroid City. I need to see Bo's Afraid, Asteroid City. Um, uh, I might see the new Indiana Jones, even though I don't think it's gonna be good. Uh, it's else? not. It's probably not. I'm just saying. It's, Have you I'm seen sure it? No. no. It's probably not I going really to be. don't care about Indiana Jones. Really? Uh, I love Indiana Jones. I mean, I'm not like... I don't think they're I, like... It's fine. I, they're, they're not like yeah. my favorite movies like a lot of people, but I think they're good. I, I didn't, like I didn't grow up them. with them, so... I'll, I'm also not interested really in seeing an old Indiana Jones bumbling yeah. about... This year, I just, I'm really slacking this year. I only... My yeah, top dude. seven... You want to know my seven... In order, my my top seven of the year so far is sure. it's kind of sad. <laughs> um, the first four movies I think are great. At least four out of seven I think are great, and the rest it's like four of them are great and three of them are just bad. <laughs> uh, Knock at the Cabin, Spider Verse, John Wick Four, and Guardians of the Galaxy Three. That's my top four right now. Oh, okay. And then Mario, the Mario, Mario. movie, Ant Man, oh, and The Flash. So it's like yeah, I have like four movies I. I think are great, um, and then three that I think are just kind of really bad. Uh, so I'm yeah. like, I just I need to see more stuff. Uh, I'm curious about Bo's Afraid. I, I don't. I'm kind of concerned where I'll, if I'll end up even liking it at this point. A lot of um, people I know what? Bo is Afraid. Oh, I like it. It's just a very complicated movie. Yeah, I, I need to see it just out of curiosity. Um, yeah. My uh, my favorite. So I think far. I'm I'm pretty excited for Asteroid City at this point, um, and I uh, I'm trying to think what else came out that I like need to see. Um, there's not much yet. 
Mission Impossible will be cool, I guess. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, Barbie out. and Oppenheimer will be good. Yeah, Killers well, of the Flower Moon is coming. That, out. that's yeah. The second half of this year is gonna like save me. Yeah, Killer, <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon looks so Oscar good. Oscar season. Um, is there anything else that's like come out that I have missed? That's like. Uh, I personally really enjoyed the Dungeons and Dragons movie. I do, yeah, I do want to see that. It's not amazing. It's just a six. I keep out of hearing 10, it's just it's, like a solid fun movie. Yeah, which I'm like, it yeah, is. Cool. It's a solid fun movie. Which that's that's. I don't know fun. if it'll be in my top ten, but we'll see how this year goes. Yeah. Uh, something that I I know we're now just going into like movies that we like. So, but I really enjoyed. It's a mini series, but I I usually count those as movies. But is a mini series called Love and Death. Uh, oh yeah, with uh, Elizabeth Olsen and Jesse Plemons, that was really good. It was um, based on a true story. Um, it's on HBO. I really liked that. Oh, Blackberry! I need to see that. We need. Oh to watch. yeah, I've heard that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, we we do need to see that. Yeah, I want to watch that. I, I see some people I know are putting Skinamarink on their list for this year. I don't know. Oh yeah, that's I, one of those. I'm confused things. if I should if I counted it for this year, it'd be pretty high up. You already mentioned it for last year, so yeah, it's, it's kind of too late. It's yeah, it's true. It's really good though. I still need to see it. They played it in the normal theater, and I I didn't really. Take the oh, that would have been interesting. Yeah. It's patience. Te- it's patience testing. <laughs> I can't remember That's how critical. I, I can't remember really what I said about it last time, but I, I think it's really cool. Okay. Well, anyways. Um, but yeah. Speaking of, actually, before we go into a recommendation, there's something that I discovered since the last time that we recorded together that um, counts as um, housekeeping. So, and I haven't talked to you about this. Ooh. So, for those of you who don't know, we now have a YouTube channel, uh, Podwood Forecast YouTube channel. You should go subscribe because we only have five subscribers. So, there I've been uploading video versions of our episodes. Uh, there's nothing visual. There's still audio, but, um, but I've still been putting them up there and putting up our, our back catalog. But something else that I've been doing is posting highlights, which are little, you know, like clips from from our episodes that, mm. I, that I'm like, oh, this is this is an interesting little discussion here. Like that could make a good single video. And uh, a couple months ago, I posted our little conversation from our uh, Cracker Island by Gorillas uh, oh, yeah. episode. We were talking about. Well, the video is uh, shush, shush. <laughs> Captain Chicken by Gorillas is just flimsy Steve. We were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, that was mostly you just saying how that song is just the flimsy Steve meme. And so I posted that conversation. And uh, the other day I, I went to check on the, the episode uh, on that video for the first time. And it's got over 2000 views. Really? On it. Yeah. It's our. The whole episode? No, the, just the video. Oh, the clip. Um, yeah. Just the clip. Uh, and it's got like a bunch of likes too. Oh, nice. So, and um, interesting, yeah. So anyone comment on it? Yes, uh, that was what I was going to mention uh, because it technically. So this is so if you comment on a video, that'll we'll we'll you know we'll address it as like housekeeping. Victoria K commented: This album was reaction to the cancellation of the movie, 
So that's probably why it doesn't feel as fleshed out. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I totally forgot that there was supposed to be a gorilla. That makes sense. Movie. I feel like I was really harsh on that album <laughs> in that episode. We we both kind of were. I mean, it's still not. I still don't really like great. it, but I'm like, eh, I feel like I, I, in my memory, I feel like I just was really negative, and I'm like a, more just neutral on it. Yeah, I don't I, hate it. I don't I, think. I, I think I don't it's think whatever. you were too hard on it, but that's good. Yeah. I didn't want but to be yeah, a so I know some people really liked it. Yeah, it's it's all right. But um, Victoria continued to say that aside, "Flimsy Steve" should be a full song. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, someone replied, uh, "Wait, what? Who said? Wait, is that true?" And then Victoria K said, "It's what I've heard. This would mean the movie had this would mean the movie had been already canceled since last year." Even if the news only came out some months ago, I don't remember the source. So if I find it, I'll link it. And she didn't. Huh. But uh, on, I thought Victoria. that was interesting. Yeah. So, but thanks everyone for the love on the little video. Yeah, um, that's wild. Check out the full episode for sure. Which I think because of that video has gotten some traction. Yeah, it's got like 60 views on it on YouTube. Nice. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that was my little. Uh, that was our little housekeeping. What are you doing? I was like listening to it. Oh, okay. I had to find yeah. it. I was like, ooh, I want to see it. Yeah, I, I just kind of took like footage of the of a music video. Yeah. On there, just kind of give it something visual. Very know. nice. Very nice. Anyways, so it's time for recommendation for today. It is. Um, hmm. I didn't really think about this. Oh. <laughs> uh, you were asking me about it earlier Yeah I was And then I was like Oh I forgot I that. assumed that you had one No I'll Come think on You got like a video game or something You're always gonna recommend a video game I feel like I did that last time Gamer boy Let's see um, I might just recommend an album I like Not like a new one Just in general um, Oh yeah I don't know if Yeah recommendations don't have to be new Yeah they don't things. have to be new But I always like uh, I always draw to that. I don't want to recommend a video game because that seems like dumb to be like, go spend 60 bucks and get this game. <laughs> go, like, go get the well, new you've Final... have done that before, though. Go get the... I know, I'm just dumb. <laughs> go get the new Final Fantasy and buy a PS5 for it. Now, the thing that I do a lot, that's now, dumb. I'll recommend some people can just, like, look up on Spotify for yeah. like, free if you pay for it. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, it's one of my favorite albums of all time, and I, I've just been listening to it a lot lately, and, um... Yeah, it's just, it's just become like a an all timer for me for the past several years, and I just love it a lot. It's by uh, Yola Tango. It's I can hear the heart beating as one. I'm gonna recommend that. Uh, yeah, I can hear the heart beating as one by Yola Tango. Um, they're an amazing band. Uh, they have a lot of a lot of music, but that one's my favorite. If you're just looking for it on Spotify, it's the album that's yellow with like a red border on the top. It's incredible. It's uh, it's chill. It's, it's a little noise rock. It's a little folky. It's a little chill. It's a little ambient, a little indie, whatever you want to call it. Um, little, it. They're just a good band. They got, they got a lot of good albums. I, I really love them. But yeah, that's my favorite one. It's an all timer. Uh, it's like a comfort album for me. And hmm. it's got it's got a couple just fun bops on it too. But it is a got very it's just a good it's a good vibe. It's a good listen. Um, <laughs> I just got it on vinyl recently, so it's fresh on the mind. Oh, nice! So yeah, go listen to that. I can hear the heart beating as one. Do it by Yola Tango. Do it. 
cowards. Moby Octopad, uh, Autumn Sweater, um, My Little Corner of the World, Stockholm Syndrome, Sugar Cube. Those are some of my favorites off of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. So you're just going to list the whole track list? No, no, no. Just, yeah, listen, listen to it. It's good. What are the whole album credits? Uh, so on guitar, we Stop. have... No, just kidding. <laughs> I didn't want you to do that. Welcome. I'm sure we'll all benefit from your recommendation. You'll be a better person for listening to this album. I promise. Good person. A better person. I think it's a very like just easy. I think most people could like this album. Pretty accessible. (coughs) Maybe not all of it, but I think I can't really imagine anyone being it's not some like avant garde, crazy (laughs) kid A type stuff. It's just it's just a good album. It's like a it's a comfortable album, but you got got a little bit of everything, like tone wise in there. You got chill stuff, you got some you got some vibey. It's a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I like uh <laughs> I like when Yellow Tango gets into they don't do it on all their albums, but I like when they do more noise rock stuff too in this this song. This album has a couple of those. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. I like it when they make noise too. I like some noise. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, so um, now, now, uh, and now it's time for part of the show for silly songs. Where Larry, Larry comes out and sings a silly song. Now this is the part of the show where we talk about what we're going to talk about next. And I know we talk. We're supposed to be doing a Bloodborne episode. That let's just say that'll happen someday. It'll happen when it happens. It'll happen when it happens because when uh, I, Clifford, we're old and work full time and <laughs> Clifford dedicating to beat Bloodborne is, is it's hard. quite a feat actually because yeah. yeah. it's like because you're not like me you don't play like video games like five hours a day um, right I don't, I don't yeah and either but I mean and it's it's, a it's from, hard it's a from studios game and they're notorious for being extremely difficult yeah and so and and also it's very scary. And people will be like, it's only a thirty hour game, but like if you're not, you're like, only a thirty hour. It's game. a thirty hour game if you're good at it. But right, it's like you yeah. have to train. You have to like. I'm probably already playing way a FromSoft game. That. You have to like develop a new skill to be good at those games. Right. You know, it's not like that hard to get like the hang of it, but you really do have to like dedicate to it. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's like he will get to I'm it. working on it. Yeah. So. But we're not going to so rush it. So we we already talked about. Uh, Mitchell already gave a suggestion oh, for what yeah. we're going to talk about. So, Mitchell, oh. tell us what we're going to talk about next. So, this might be seem really strange because we don't really talk about... You've mentioned this before on the I've podcast. I've mentioned it. Before, I just feel so. like we haven't really discussed like anime on here before. Avatar. Lo- unless it was like a movie. <laughs> Avatar is like anime adjacent. Yeah, I know. We talked um, about that. Yeah, but... So I'll give context. We're going to get all weeb on you. Uh, several years ago, 
Clifford doesn't really remember for reasons because he has a bad memory. Um, but <laughs> I tried watching an anime called uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion a long time ago. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. I always forget um, if it's even it's Evangelion, not Evangelion. E- Evangelism. I always, I always forget. <laughs> I think that's why I always wanted to say it Evangelion because it sounds like evangelical. Evangelion. And it's very there's a lot of like biblical metaphors, so I'm always like evangelical, yeah. but it's not. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, we tried watching that a while ago, and I remember because I heard so much hype about it, and I watched a few episodes and was just like, whatever, not really feeling it. It's kind of weird, I guess, and I dropped it. And about a year or and a half or so ago, probably like a year, I, I just rewatched, rewatched it. I only watched like three episodes the first time I tried. But I was mm. like, you know what? I'm going to dedicate myself because I hear so much about the movie, End of Evangelion, a lot. Yeah. Um, just people freak out about it. I'm going to give it a real shot. And I sat down. It's like one season. You can watch it in a weekend if you really binge it. I took a week and I watched all of it and ended up really loving it. And then I watched the movie, which like you're supposed to watch the show and then you watch the movie. That's like what you mm-hmm. do. And the movie absolutely like obliterated me. Like, <laughs> I, I am. Dead. I loved the end of the show and then the movie just like, it was outstanding and I, I was really just understood why people are the way they are about that <laughs> property, you know? Why are you the way that you are? So I loved it. And yeah, it's just, it, the movie's incredible. It's like a five star. I just really, really love it. And I, I absolutely empathize and understand people who just have always been obsessed with it and think it's this grand work of art because it kind of is yeah at the end i was really surprised i didn't think i'd care for it that much so i told clifford i was like look you need to watch it you need Hmm. to watch the show and you need to watch the movie and watching a show is usually a big uh thing to dedicate to but it's short it's it's one season yeah the movie's like i don't know how it's like a normal movie length so that's what we're gonna do. Four he's hours. going. He's going to watch it. Um, I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I'll rewatch the whole show, but I'm definitely gonna rewatch at least the last few episodes just to watch them again, and then I'm gonna rewatch the movie sure. just to have it fresh on my mind. But um, but you yeah, you should the, have enough time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, I have just to reiterate. I have never seen this show or movie before, except for apparently that one time. Where I have no memory of it. You were very sleepy. Yeah, very, yeah, sleepy. So we can just say it. We were partying. Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. I was, we were drunk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, I was tipsy. I wasn't drunk. Okay. I don't get drunk. I must have been pretty drunk. Yeah. I don't normally do that. It was just, a, it was a moment <laughs> of weakness. I don't normally do that. Don't do that. We're having a silly old weekend. Drunkenness is a sin. We had a few little cups of scotch and we tried watching a, we tried to watch a bunch of anime whatever it was i don't think I, I don't think i've ever had scotch yeah we watched uh for context yeah we were just like hanging out having fun and then we watched uh we were just like watching stuff on netflix that looked bad i'm not saying we thought evangelion looked bad but we watched something called like gantz zero or whatever yeah that was because we just thought it looked really bizarre we had a good jolly old time and then we were yeah. like oh i've heard of so this. it was the same night I think so, yeah, because then it like it led us. I think we tried. We were like, let's try watching this because we we've heard a lot about it. And we watched like a couple episodes. and We were like, nah, this is boring. And then we like switched to stuff that was goofy and dumb. Yeah. So that was a horrible first way to try and watch that show. And I like. Oh yeah, because we ended up watching that Japanese movie. Whatever. Yeah, the live action one. That yeah. Was, like, really weird. Yeah, it was, it was called really Tag. weird. Tag. Yeah. yeah. Insane. 
Yeah, it was really weird. Uh, but yeah, so... Okay, so if you want to be a part of the conversation, watch the whole show and watch the movie if you don't want to be spoiled. And uh, we'll, we'll see you when we see you. Yeah. You know? If you don't like weird stuff that gets weird and uh, weird... Don't, don't, <laughs> don't worry about it. If it you gets can skip weird this one. and weird. I don't know. Or just wait for us to talk about it. It's just, it's very, it starts out very. I've known some. Like, very tropey anime, and I there's still some stuff in the show. I think the show itself is, like, good, um, but I think the final episodes are what make the whole show work, and then the movie is what I, I think is worth getting to. But the show itself is not really, like, what I adore. I still think the show's pretty good, but I do think uh I do think the destination is like the point, you know. Gotcha. Um but yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be so the I'm not, judge I don't really that. watch anime that much. I'm not really a big anime guy, if I'm being honest. I grew I'm not up on, I grew up on like Gundam and Dragon Ball and Dragon yeah. Ball Z and stuff. Uh I watched I've watched some stuff like Cowboy Bebop uh, and obviously like all the Ghibli stuff. I like a lot of anime films, but I've never really been into like watching series or shows. And Me neither, and, but and, I've yeah, probably Eva, seen more than you have. Yeah, definitely. So. And yeah, and Evangelion's just always been like the, like, if you like anime, it's like the thing you're supposed to watch. You yeah. know, it's like the one everyone knows. Yeah. Like that I had always known about it, even though I didn't know anything about it. That in you know Death I mean? Note. Death Note, yeah, I need to watch that. You do, and we'll talk about it. I haven't even seen stuff like Attack on Titan or, like, One Piece. Attack on Titan's pretty good. I haven't finished it yet. Yeah. Though. I know people are just like, I've been kind of interested in, um, what's it called? Not Vagrant Story. That's a PlayStation game. Um, there's some anime about, like, Vikings or something. Oh, really? It's supposed to be, like, really good. Like, it's supposed oh. to be, like, the first season is, like, a really cool action season. The second one is, like, a complete... It's just op- Vikings, the show. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's it called? It's like, Vinland, that's not Vinland Saga. Oh. It's two seasons, and par- I, I only heard about this because people were talking about the second season is, like, just basically people talking, and it's, like, it's not really that action-y, but it's, like, incredible because it's just, like, character development. People are saying, like, the writing is insane, and... um but it's like totally different from the first season. It kind of makes me want to watch it. Okay. I've heard good things, but yeah, I've heard about that. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Oh no, I've just never, I'm never, I'm yawning. I'm never dedicated to anime, but every now and then something, I mean, it's probably, I get my best. anime experience from games though. Are, are, I grew up on kingdom hearts and like final fantasy and stuff. So I, yeah. And Xenoblade. So I, I get, I get my weed. anime fill. Yeah, but I remember people were asking us back when we did Avatar for us to like actually watch some anime. Yeah. So here's we're finally answering. Yeah. You were finally doing it. Be happy. <laughs> you better like it. All right, cool. You better think it's the best thing you've ever seen. I I think I'm gonna. Or we'll I, kill I gotta you. check real quick. Hang on. I, I this might what? be one of the most unanimously rated movies for everyone I follow. Oh really? I gotta see. Hang on. Hurry up! They're trying to get home. No, you have to stay. Okay. Why is noise playing on my? Oh, I'm playing uh, the Yola Tango album on Spotify this whole time by accident. Oh. <laughs> um. You promote. You've been promoting it this whole time secretly. Yeah. 
Okay, almost everyone I follow has given this five stars except for two people who gave it four. <laughs> so it used to be like everyone I follow. Well, I'm about to break that trend. You're going to give it like three stars. I hate it. So mad. <laughs> yeah, it's not even going to be like t- a terrible rating. It's just going to be like, eh. I can't. I'm like. It's fine. Even if you're like, I don't. I'm really not trying to hype it up like you are going to give it five stars but i'm, I'm just <laughs> ex- i'm just excited to see what you think of it yeah because i think it's it's just such a like densely packed like thing <laughs> like there's just so much just thing like i i just oh man it's just one of those things where you watch it and you're like i need to like talk to people about this or hear other people talk or you like you want to yeah. watch videos about it to hear people talk about it that's the. I feel like that's when I know I've really liked something when I, I go on YouTube and I'm like I just want to hear other people talk about it, <laughs> not even like explain it to me. I just want to like hear people like discuss it because it's cool. Yeah. Um. I get that. Like I've done that with stuff like, I don't know, like uh, like when the lighthouse came out or like Ooh. Southland Tales, End of Eva. Uh. Um. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't um, seen it. When was the last time I did that with something besides that? Um, so someday I'm going to make you do South and Tales, but <laughs> we'll wait on that. One day. Because that, I, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I feel like you would be on the side that doesn't like it, but I think that would make it a fun conversation. Oh, I'm sure. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you'll surprise me. Maybe, I'll love it and hate it. Maybe you'll be blown time. away. It'll cause me to kill my family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you to go through your uh, VA arc. It's going to be great. VA? Vulgar tourism. Oh, okay. Well. It's a pretentious term. I don't like using it. I mean, I've seen the lonely, the holy mountain, the lonely mountain. That's not VA. It's not? The holy well, mountain? No, um, people just like that movie. It's just an artsy movie. Not everyone. Like M. Night Shyamalan is like basically considered va you know? okay like that's he's like that's like the typical face of like va enjoyers is like you like m night <laughs> okay whatever i don't know what you're mo- talking mo- about <laughs> the 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 annoying way i can put it is like movies that a lot of people would consider bad but are actually secretly really good oh okay gotcha like surface level they seem bad i don't know that's not how it is i don't know the actual definition but to me it's like it's usually to me it's stuff that gets that label i'm I'm not, i don't label myself as that but <laughs> it's just stuff that gets like oh it's va you know it's I, every it's time like, i see someone call a movie that it's always just like a movie that is typically seen as like a bad movie by the general public but is just like but loved by a few where it's, it's like they it's just, like a step you above it or a, you love it it's like a step above cult classic or below i don't know right define vulgar uh, <laughs> the more you learn oh truism i don't even know how to pronounce words just do just do it's voice a, here voice it is. to text Wikipedia defines vulgar autorism as a movement that emerged in the early 2010s cinephilia and film criticism associated with championing or reappraising filmmakers, mostly those working in horror action and whose work had otherwise received little attention or negative reception in the critical mainstream. Oh, so it's just making something. It's basically, it's basically revision 
and praise for stuff that people felt. Where it's like, remember when everyone said this movie was bad, but it's actually good. It's like revisionism for movies, basically. Gotcha. Where it's like at the time, like something like Southland Hills was totally bombed and everyone hated it and it reviewed poorly. And maybe there was like there was always a cult following there, but then like people who kind of grasp on the it, internet like, happened. Yeah. And, it's yeah. like, Oh, I always heard, or I thought this was bad. And then you rewatch it and you kind of revise it and you're like, Oh, okay. I like, I get it. Like why people like this. And that's, that's, gotcha. ki- that's kind of the mentality behind it. Okay. I guess just like, I yeah, learned a new thing. Like revisionism is probably like a simple, there's some nerd out there. That's like, no, you're, you're defining it wrong. You, Fool. I really don't care that much. I just think it's a. It's, inter- I just, uh, it's interesting. I've always, I guess, I've always known known about that, but didn't know that it yeah. had a name for it. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of because it's definitely that, a thing. That's why it's associated with M Night because it is like even today, it, there's still this like aura around him. It's like, oh, he just makes bad movies now, right. but a lot like people like. People like me. But no, he was actually um, good. But I, I like loved stuff like old and knock oh well, I think Knock of the Cabin reviewed pretty decently, but yeah, it's just championing things that are typically uh seen as bad, but you want to champion it as good because you believe it's misunderstood. That's I that's that's kind that of the mentality this movie behind is it. Good. It's basically you just think something's underrated and you everyone wanna, you, validate me. You it's just when you you uh you think something's underrated and you want to be annoying about it. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. But this was actually good. Yeah. I wonder what I what movies I do that for. I think everyone does that for something, and I. This is maybe maybe we're gonna go into tangent, but I think this is a fun little end slate. This is gonna be a fun little end slate combo. Yeah. Give a little bonus, but I little bonus. Let's. I want to see what you think of this. I am of the stance that uh, it is completely okay and valid to say that you think a movie is good strictly based off of nostalgia alone. Like, I don't know if I don't know about saying that a movie is good. Like if But you I, can say that you enjoy it because of nostalgia. Yeah, like I I th- yeah, not to say like it's objectively good and everyone should like it, but I I think that people should at least be allowed to use the language that yeah, I think this is a good movie uh to me at least and that they shouldn't have to uh put an asterisk of well I know it's bad, but I just like it. I think if someone just likes something and it's good to them, then in their world it's a good movie, so they can just. Well, say I think it's good. it depends because, like, if they're like recommending a movie, yeah, I think it's there's. I think, I think it's fine to be like, "Hey, I like this because I have a lot attached to it. Mm-hmm. You might not like it, um, but that's okay." Yeah, you know, I think. I think it's fine. Well, I mean, to that's, have that that's just kind of like uh, a courtesy of like, hey, this might not be for you, but I I like it, and maybe there's a chance well, that could, you'll could, have a you'll also, share the experience with me. It also depends on if you can actually name any other like positive elements to it other than nostalgia. Oh yeah, I mean, basically, a lot. Some people get really will get like really attached to a movie or even like a video game or something that 
might objectively be really flawed or messy, but if someone still sees the inherent value in something that's really sloppy, but there's something in it that they think is worth highlighting, even if it's maybe uh, prefacing it with just for nostalgia alone is a bad take, a, a bad way to phrase it. But if someone were to come up to me and say, hey, I'm going to recommend... Batman versus Superman to you and let's pretend I've never seen it for some reason. Um, <laughs> and I know it's bad and I have heard it's like really bad and stuff and I just wasn't interested, but someone is like, I'm going to recommend Batman versus Superman to you uh, because I think these are, you know, I'm, I know what I think of it right now in this reality. Why am I talking like this? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let me start this metaphor over. <laughs> Cut Let's that start out. Start the episode over. So, no. <laughs> like, if someone were to come up to me and be like, "Hey, uh, watch Batman vs Superman," and I'm like, uh, "I don't really like that movie. I think it's bad." And they were to be like, "No, yeah, no, it's cool." And they were like, "It's not the whole idea of convincing people that you're actually right, but the subjectivity of a movie isn't just good or bad. It is good or bad <laughs> to people." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a movie can't just be good or bad. Like if a movie is good to someone, to them it is good for very certain reasons. Mm. So to them, I can't tell them, well, it is actually a bad movie and you're wrong. And you are, you have to clarify that you only like it because of your taste or your experience with it. But that is what all art is, right? Well, here's the thing. Something like that actually recently happened to me. So that's where... kind of how I am. But well, wait, 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 wait. But I do want to just say, if people are annoying about it, I will make fun of them. But I think there's like a cool, chill way to be that way about something. But if you're like, well, you're you just don't get Batman versus Superman, and you're still that's like different, right? Yeah, you know? yeah. Something very similar like uh, to that happened to me recently, where I was with uh, my friends from church. We, they decided to have a movie night, and they picked um, this movie called. Rocket Man. Uh, it's not not the Elton John Rocket yeah, Man. Yeah, I was about to say what. This is a movie from 1997, directed by Stuart Gillard, starring Harland Williams. Rocket Man. Um, and uh, they picked it because the the people picked it because it was a you know a movie that they grew up with. Yeah. And that they quoted a lot. So like, okay, maybe it's fine. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> right. I hated it. Uh, let me see. What, what nice. did I... Uh, what did I... Uh, okay, I didn't... Hate, I really did not like it. Uh, <laughs> what was my review for it? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. Watch, watch this with some friends, and I had to do my best not to look like I was dying inside. Harlan Williams seems to try to channel all the worst aspects of Adam Sandler, Jim Carrey, and Paul Rubin with none of the actual talent. This movie plays it safe so much that it's predictable and unfunny and not special at all. There's nothing worse than a comedy that just falls flat. And, you know, after we watched the movie, you know, of course, I didn't say that I hated it or right. anything. But uh, I was just talking to um, the guy who uh, recommended it and wanted to watch it. I was like, yeah, it's not really my thing. And he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's not really that great. But, you know, this is a this is a special movie. For us, you yeah. know, and it's kind of a special night, so we just decided to watch it. Right. So, so I was like, okay, I get that. You know? Yeah, there's like this, um, that like the attitude of 
removing the guise of film criticism and professional like criticism in general or having a some kind of responsibility of recommending what people spend their money on like removing right. that aspect of it for just looking at movies as movies like someone would look at like a painting as a painting or just like a video game as a game and not being like too like responsibly critical over it right that kind of attitude with movies it's like when someone's <laughs> like they don't think about the general opinion on it it's like special to them and it's kind of just this attitude of like they want to share it with people because they like it and right. they think oh like you know maybe it won't be for them but if there's a chance that they could have a similar experience that i have with it that's like something that's, yeah. that's cool that's kind of how I'm and, like and with i think the... i think that's like kind of the approach that i guess i'm championing with this whole thing is not necessarily yeah. that all movies are good but if uh if someone really loves a movie i it's okay for them to just be like, yeah, like I think it's a good movie. Like the, yeah. it's, it's okay for people to believe something is good because movies can't be good or bad. They can't be only good or only bad. They are good or bad, just depending on the person because sure. individual, uh, and you know, there's obviously like there's film school. There's a lot of stuff where you can technically rate, a movie on how objectively good it is in terms of writing or production and stuff. But, but I guess it's going down on like a consumer level because, you know, I'm not like a professional critic. I think that's like, I think, I think that's like a really cool, like chill way to kind of go about stuff. And, And that's when it makes it more fun is like when two people like, disagree on a movie and it's like i didn't like it and then you just kind of talk about it and that that's when like fun conversations happen instead of like trying to explain to the other person why they're wrong but more just like sharing your experience and like explaining why maybe you feel away without trying to like prove someone wrong you know right yeah i do think personally that there are still some movies out there that are to me well i guess that defeats the purpose but i think they are objectively bad, and mm-hmm. if anyone said that they liked them, I'd be like, why? Yeah. Like, first thing that comes to mind, one of the worst movies I've ever seen, Going Overboard uh, with yeah. Adam Sandler. That movie is grating yeah. to me. I hated it so much. If <laughs> anyone says that they enjoy it and genuinely think that it's actually unironically funny, <laughs> I would question being friends with them. Yeah. Honestly. It's like, there's stuff like that. I Maybe will, not, but there's yeah. always stuff like that. I'll be that way about as well. Um, especially some like movies like terrifier. I'm, I'm like, I'm just concerned why people like that movie, <laughs> you know, but it's like, I can, it's like, whatever, I guess I can get it. I just, I don't want to, that's not for me. Even if yeah, I, like, I, I, I not I'm touching that. Not <laughs> for me, but yeah, like stuff like that. Um, where it's like something is so bad, but like for some reason, someone just, is like I love like Freddy got fingered is probably like the most perfect example of this or it's like a grading movie but it's like it's a just lot of people it's like mind it. blowing to watch because it's just that's another kind of it. like realm of like this movie's actually genius whatever kind of thing mm-hmm. and then there's uh what was another example I was just thinking of but like something like going overboard or whatever if someone was like if someone said they like genuinely loved that movie and I would be like 
of course i i'm definitely not above being like what how can someone like that you know i try yeah. not to see like, how can someone or just i want to know like why would someone like that not yeah. like a why <laughs> but just like a, i'm curious why you like it like i just kind of want to know because i i don't share that perspective and i like <laughs> this to, is foreign i to like me. to understand other people's like brains sure you know? it's really fascinating yeah. so if someone tried to explain like well i think it's actually genuinely funny because of the writing and stuff i just i wouldn't click with that i'd be like cool so, man all right but but then there's like Good the element you. of like what if someone was like oh it's a movie i like watched with my dad when we were growing up and then my dad passed away so it's like something really it's like all right well then you don't like the movie yeah then. you just but like they the kind of do because to it. yeah but uh, if someone does have an attachment like that to like a movie or show or something explicitly because of that and that that thing it, it's i'm gonna call it going overboard art i'm sorry <laughs> but it's like if if something if a piece of art is connected to a memory like that i think it's fair to uh you know if you can't help but like something no matter how crude or like technically bad it is mm. because of that then i think that that to you is like a good piece of art because it is associated with something that gives you a good feeling like to me that's like twilight you know that's like my thing with that. Yeah. Where I'm like, it's just, I just love watching it, <laughs> you know, and I can't help it. And it's like, it's one of those things where my brain I wants to go, well, I know it's bad, but part of me is like, but like, it's, I don't know, man. Sure. Yeah. But it's interesting. I, th- I think it's an interesting thing. And I, um, I, I'm against being like blind to criticism. Like I will always want to criticize and there's going to be movies where I call a movie bad. Mm hmm. But I always, like, try to go from the, the headspace of, like, of course, people won't know that what my thought process is behind it. But whenever I talk about some, I always try to, like, exclusively make it about, like, to me. Because I'll be like, yeah, I thought a movie, like, I don't know, like, Zack Snyder's Justice League, I thought it was bad, you know? Yeah. And I think the whole Snyderverse thing was really annoying and stuff. But I'm like, man, imagine being a Snyder fan, though, and that happens. That was probably the coolest thing ever. Sure, yeah. And it's like, all right, I can get that. why that was like a cool event and people really liked it. It's like I try, I try to understand justified. why people get that way. It's just when people turn it into an objective thing where it's like you just didn't understand it because you're too stupid. And Batman <laughs> versus Superman is like genius and you just didn't get it. I just wish film discussion was more about like people actually wanting to know other, why someone people actually caring about other people's opinion, like caring about why someone disagreed with them in like an interesting way. Like, like, I'm curious why you disliked it or why, instead of being like, you're an idiot for not liking it. Right. You know? And then, and then maybe sometimes you might change someone's mind by happenstance because you open their eyes to something or sometimes you don't but i think a lot of people just make it like a competition you want to prove people wrong and it's like it's not really the point of like movies and art it's supposed to you have your own individual experience and then you share that experience with others and then if you relate with people on that experience it's like the point you know yeah well i think people who are um who get all defensive and they're like no it's actually good they're still they're in the mindset that movies are either objectively bad or objectively good. Yeah. You know, and you got to get out of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, And like, obviously there can be an objective, like skill, technical level to things, but 
people's experience. I think <coughs> people's experience, whether they enjoy something or not, it's impossible for that to be objective. Yeah. Um, like if like if you watch End of Evangelion and you're like, that was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. I hated it. Hmm. I wouldn't be like you're objectively wrong. I would be very like, oh what? <laughs> oh, what? I would. It would be hard for me to not Bro, be. A, what? It would be hard for what me to be like. About? I don't. I just don't think he got it. <laughs> but I would genuinely want to know, and uh, it would be an interesting conversation. Um, but like, I, have you ever done this? I, like, I kind of like have gone on like binges on YouTube where I'll watch like movie reviews or game reviews I've never knowing seen that the review, review is going to be a point of view I disagree with, but I'm just curious. Oh, well, yeah, it depends on the person. Like if it's a YouTuber that I genuinely enjoy, enjoy, then, then yeah, I'll yeah. be like, I'm going to disagree probably the whole time, but at least they're, they're explaining their opinion in a, in a mature way and yeah. an entertaining way as well. Like there's, um, like I went down this weird rabbit hole because I'm in like a big Final Fantasy phase right now, and I, I was watching a bunch. I, I was like, I want to know why people love Final Fantasy 13 because I mm. notoriously had a bad experience with that game. I didn't like it. Um, I just had a lot of problems with it, and I was like, I don't know because some people like it. I was like, I really want to know why they like it. Like I'm genuinely curious, and I watched a bunch of videos of people explaining why they love it, and it's like making me want to play it. And I'm mm. like, man, I like really want to play it now like mm. i want to try it again and like with this perspective and i try to sometimes watch stuff that praises something i typically don't like because if that rather can, than the if opposite that, yeah because if that can give me well i mean i'll watch stuff even like with metal gear i watched like a five-hour video on metal gear solid four of someone explaining why it's bad just for <laughs> fun and i love it i mean not that it's bad but more that just how horribly like written it is and all the flaws and mm -hmm. they still kind of like love the game in a weird way but they and i was like i disagreed they with a lot of it but i love i loved how they talked about it like it was yeah. so good to listen to even though i disagreed with a lot of it yeah but it was really cool, and it didn't, like, change my mind. I still love the game, but it was, like, okay, I totally get why people hate this game. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, like, that with um, Final Fantasy thirteen, I'm, like, if that can take something I had a bad experience with and give me a good experience with it, that's just more good stuff for me. So, I'm, like, right. it makes, if, it, if it makes me want to give something another shot, like, that's awesome. And that's why I like hearing about things, and... I like to listen to criticisms of stuff I like because it keeps me humble and makes it be like, okay, I get it. I, like, I don't have the best taste. I'm going to like stuff that has problems, but that's, like, good. Right. It's good to recognize that. Um, yeah. Like, when I saw The Green Knight, I watched a lot of stuff explaining, like, why people loved it and stuff. And I was like, I get it. Like, I, it didn't really change my mind, but I was like, I totally, like, understand it, you know, because I want yeah. to – I never want to, like – like, I'm kind of okay with uh, – I don't know, questioning certain opinions on certain things if I'm, like, really, like, baffled by it. Sure, yeah, Not, I mean, it's got to um, make and sense. And trying to understand it, but I never, I always try to not drag down, like, someone if they liked something. Because I'm mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be a stick in the mud, you know? Unless no it's like, does. oh, I loved this horrible movie that talked about how horrible evil insert horrible evil thing here is actually really good birth um, of a nation yeah oh i love birth <laughs> of a nation it's actually really good and it's like if it's something it's like got that some really cool ideas like i have a lion of course but you know i've actually never seen it and i'm not even really sure exactly what it's about but 
I don't know. So I'm not, I'm, I'm, I just know that it's, yeah, it's got a reputation. It's got problems. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a problem. <laughs> yeah. I will not be watching. But yeah. For our next episode, Birth of a Nation no. and Song of the South. God. Horrible. <laughs> Curse. Uh, I like to stir the pot. Highest viewed episode ever. <laughs> Wouldn't it would be our most liked episode? That would be that would be really weird. I mean, we get a lot of views, but not for the right reason. Yeah. Anyways, well, we took a long time to end this episode, okay, but that was a maybe good that whole discussion. Section, that whole section could be a little bonus. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we don't usually do that. So, uh, but it's good. Yeah, good topic. I don't know why that came I mean, to mind. That was just like it. It kind of took the place of because we didn't have a questions. Uh, segment. That's true. Nobody asked any questions. You can ask. You can ask a question or the, or pinned post in the Facebook community, or just ask a question anywhere on social media or YouTube. But um, but I think this was a good like replacement for it. Yeah, kinda. yeah. Mm. I, I mean, plus you know me, and the past like several months have been just picking apart my about brain, movies. thinking about stuff like this. It's, yeah. I find it Deconstructing fun. why you like movies. Yeah, just deconstructing, trying to, trying to, like, really be, I don't know, more honest about my opinions and trying to be more, like, what do I really like and how influenced by other people's opinions am I? How much of it is my own opinion? Uh, am I... <sighs> How graceful am I with people disagreeing with me? Stuff like that. Like, really trying to just be, like... I'm just trying to be a chill dude now. Yeah, dude. You know? Because I, I used I like to it. I used to be really into the... I mean, it was very uh, cultured in the YouTube space, like, several years ago, where, like, angry video game nerd, nostalgia critic, angry Joe type stuff, where it's just, like, <laughs> the big content was, like, people... Tearing apart movies. Tearing apart movies, horrible movies, and... That was like the thing was like negativity was cool. And yeah. I, was, I was definitely in that for a while. And I still think that can be fun, but I notice a lot. I, I think it is showing in the YouTube space too, but like video essays and a lot of stuff. I think people are drawn to positivity, like people talking about stuff they like. Yeah. I, I noticed that's become a lot more like the whole negative. Oh, I'm the angry movie critic person is like not really the main go-to now yeah it, it depends it's still fun like it's there's still good versions i think of it's that still out, out there, there. It, especially if it's like a a movie that everyone wants to hate yeah because like um you know like yms's review yeah, like, a, of like someone the taking King. down a disney live action remake like right that yeah. doesn't need defense so like it's, it's yeah it did really well in the box office but i think a lot of people already didn't yeah. like it anyway or like so. making fun of like oh the zach and cody ds game you know it's like <laughs> who cares you know like that's fine <laughs> like no one no one's coming to defend that game's honor because it's but like, yeah that, that's just that's just like classic kind of like john tron angry yeah video game it's just like kinda, fun i'm stuff. gonna play this weird game that's bad you know yeah. and that's gonna be entertaining but now it's like people like want to know what people like more. I think people are more yeah. interested in what people like than dislike. People like to be days. validated. Yeah, you know, like Snyderverse fans. Yeah, we see you. You are seen. Anyways, darn right. On that note, <laughs> yeah, I need to go home. Don't forget, we're watching Evangelion, so go watch it. Yes, and we'll 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 talk at you when we when we after we do that. We'll talk about those things and um, 
just always remember don't drink. pick don't pick any wooden nickels. Drink your milk. Eat your teeth. Okay. <laughs> okay, well. yeah, I like that. Like, okay. 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 Uh, cook, cook your puppy. Oh, sorry. Don't do that. Don't do it. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Podwood Forecast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe. And if you'd like for us to give you a shout-out on the show, be sure to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And also feel free to look in the show notes for links to our social media at Twitter and Facebook. And as always, stay beautiful, and thanks for listening. never miss another review again your listeners will love hearing their names and reviews shared in your podcast and it's so easy for you